Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 187 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm Scrooge McDuck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and if you were in Discord, you understand. Mm -hmm. So, okay. I hope you are all ready, but don't get too nervous at the moment. So today we will be discussing the first part of chapter 35 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, Beyond the Veil. This is part one. I missed a whole section. (laughs) That's why my hand is open. You shushed me. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) But Dan Carpenter. You're the sponsor. <laughs> Thank, you, Thank you, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Anyways, going back. <laughs> I'm sorry. My mind is everywhere. But this is part one of... My bell's gone. Of three parts. Oh, do we really not have a bell anymore? Mine fell on the floor. I think it fell in a fit of excitement earlier. Um, so part one of three. Now, I'm not dragging this this chapter out on purpose. Literally, Mm. I was making this doc and, you know, I figured I was going to split it into two. And so after I got done with Sarah's section for the second part of the chapter, I kept I do it. I do it all on like my online Kindle on my Mac. And I kept clicking and I kept clicking and it kept going. And I was like, oh, this is not the end of the chapter yet. (laughs) It was like five pages later. And I was like, all right, it's just got to be three episodes. So. You have two more episodes <laughs> before you can fully cry. Okay? Yep. I mean, you cry whenever you want to. So, it's my It's not happening today. It, so, I hope that makes everybody take a, a breath. Take a breath. Take a breath. It's going to be okay. <laughs> it's not today. Okay. Everybody's Not spot. today, Satan. Not today. Not today. Okay. So, this chapter is called, like I said before i think beyond the veil so make sure that you've read that chapter and you're ready to pout your way through the details that's a good and i want one. you to i want you to notice the progression of verbs throughout this three-parter you're pouting <laughs> now <laughs> before we begin let's go to meg's mouse tales weekly prophet hey i'm here with the weekly prophet so cool. 
There has been news circulating that came out about Hogwarts Legacy. Um, and I want to preface this with this is not something super uncommon when it comes to like these types of games. But I appreciate that Hogwarts Legacy has pointed out that this is coming. So in the next Harry Potter video game, um, users will be allowed to customize their character's voice, body type, and gender placement for the school dorms, taking a stride towards inclusivity after the recent controversies stemming from the author's comments. Um, Now, basically, they're just saying you're going to be able to create who you want to create that will literally match you to a T um, regardless of what that means. Yes, Sarah. Uh, Cause I forget. Is this like a, a system game? It's like a, yeah, it's like an RPG game on PlayStation <laughs> and Xbox. Is this going to be played in the arcade? Well, like, am Did I going to have to be like, do I have to get it? Or can Is I this on Game Boy? <laughs> <laughs> I have a 3DS. Can I play it on that? They don't make those anymore. You're so old. <laughs> yeah, it'll oh, be man. on the systems that no one can get. Mm. So, yeah. Like that, that PS6. <laughs> yeah i know it's ps5 before anyone starts coming at me well six is coming out before everybody else gets the five so we'll see yeah um but it's scheduled to be released in 2022 still and i want to say that i have seen a couple people post and comment about this in a negative connotation saying that they're annoyed that they're just trying to like bring people back and I just want to say they're listening to us. Why are we going to push back against them listening to what the people want? Mm-hmm. I, and honestly, in my what are they in, saying? It's what like what are they complaining about? They're just complaining and being like they're just saying they're just like doing this to like get people to come back. And I'm like, well, actually, I think that this was probably always going to be built into the game, in my opinion, but they just felt the need mm-hmm. to, like, make an announcement about it to make sure that people knew that this was happening. Like, is this on Twitter? But also, Twitter. Twitter and Facebook. I just, I hate social mm-hmm. media. <laughs> but, but I think yeah. that, like, at the end of the day, in my opinion, I will take inclusivity however they give it to me, and I'm not here to mm-hmm. complain about getting inclusivity in a game. And, you know, you need to open up your mind and eyes to the fact that it's okay for people to change and say, mm-hmm. we are Amen. including this and, Goodness. and you need to be okay with that because that is exactly all we want. We, you want yeah. people yeah. to change. So accept the change, be happy for it. And it is a soapbox because I was seriously, I was just seeing red when I was like reading through some of the comments. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Be happy that they made this announcement. This is great mm-hmm. news. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, Katie, you had your hand up. I'm sorry. Well, me and Mike were talking about this the other day and she pointed out to me too. Um, also, like the developers of this game, like they're trying to make this game totally Bob's apron. Mm-hmm. They're very proud of their work. Here comes this stuff out from the author that they don't agree with. And mm-hmm. they, they're they like, well, we love this game. Like, we don't believe in that. Like, we want... Mm-hmm. This right. is our heart and soul. We want to put it out there. So, like, shout out to them mm-hmm. for being like, no, this is a part of the game. Right. Yeah. That, yeah, that's the thing that bothers me. And, like, that's how I feel about, like, supporting Mina Lima and whatnot with, like, the books that they create as well. Like, these people put their heart and soul into these projects 
And that's why Mm -hmm. I personally feel the need to still support them because these people who are putting all of their hours and hours and hours of time and development into this game have nothing to do with the author. And Mm -hmm. like they deserve the recognition for including this and talking about it and making sure it's known that this is going to be included in the game. I think that that's fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Well, and something that you want to think about from like a gaming perspective, if you are creating like your own character and not playing an already established character, Mm -hmm. this is where gaming should be at this moment in history anyway. It's no longer, you know, are you the boy or are you the girl? Do you have blonde hair? Do you have brown hair? It's like, (laughs) no, people don't just look like that. Mm-hmm. And it would be crazy for at this point in history, like games in the past. Yeah, that's how it was, because that's how the past was. Because it right? wasn't talked we about. Ch- right. We're changing. We're evolving. This is what it should be, especially when you're creating your own character. It's not like you're going into this game and you're going to be Hermione Granger. You're going to be Harry Potter, right? right. You're you. Mm-hmm. It should look like you and identify like you. And if you're mad about that. Don't play it. Yeah. Right. I mean, and think about all those people that maybe they know like that they themselves are transgender, but they haven't actually come out and said it. And they're able to make a character that's truly them. Like that's like, going to make yeah. them. And this could be an escape. Make someone feel good. Feel. Like yeah. this could be an escape Absolutely. for them to like truly be themselves. Um, yes. So I'm all here for this announcement. I'm so happy Heck that yeah. they felt the need to like come out and make sure people knew this. Um, and, yeah, I'm looking forward to this game. I don't know how I'm going to play it because I don't have any of the systems. And even if I wanted one, I can't get one. But, you know, we've got until 2022 to figure that out. So <laughs> maybe I'll try to get a system and play the game. How long will I last, do you think? I want a system. Katie's your hand I'll tell up. you what. No, sorry, oh, I'm scratching okay. my head. Sorry. You can have a game gear. I was going to say, can I like I wonder if you could play like if I could play like on yours, but like have my own person on yours. Does yeah, that make sense? probably together. You could just make games a, work. Y'all you could make a profile on Tiffany's game yeah. system and then play it. Yeah. You really think I'm going to let that controller <laughs> out of my handies? <laughs> can we play together like friends? Yeah, we can be friends. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and thank you for whoever added that into the weekly profit. Me. Thanks Tiff. Um, <laughs> Universal has also restarted construction on Epic Universe. So I, I am just so excited about this. I, which this, part did you think was Potter? The one like off to the, I think it's like the top right. Left. Is it left or right? I guess it depends was on it how you're looking at building? it. There was like a section off. So I didn't know what that was going to be. So maybe that's. I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to look at it again. Like, yeah, I was trying to look at it on Instagram and they'd like cropped the photo, like all weird and like these different sections. And I didn't know where I was looking. So I need to like pull up the whole thing and look at it again. It's beautiful looking. Though. It looks really, really beautiful. And yeah, I haven't driven by the construction. I actually I'm not really sure where <laughs> it is. We should where, venture. Yeah, how do you get to it? We should. I think it's over by the convention center. I'm not. I, I'll have to. Mm. I'll do some digging. Meg knows how I'll to get dig. back. <laughs> I know you. She'll um, do some digging, but um, sh- <laughs> yeah, if they pay me for it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they've they've started construction again. I think that this is really awesome news. It means that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. The theme park mm-hmm. industry is picking up again. Things are moving. 
things are happening. Universal feels they have the money to spend on this, which is great. Um, and I'm really looking and- forward to because that means that now they've restarted construction on Nintendo. They've restarted construction yes. on Fantastic Beasts, uh, Universal Monsters, like so many cool things are coming to that park. So I'm really, really, really excited. And Megan can plan your vacation. I can. I don't know when Epic Universe is opening, but <laughs> <laughs> what is Universal Monsters? Um, so it's like, like the classic, classic monsters. monsters. Yeah, like Frankenstein. So like Frankenstein. Swamp um, Frankenstein is not a monster. Blob. It's Frankenstein's monster. Well, what's it True. called? Just monster? I don't think it has a name, but what? everyone calls it Frankenstein. That's that's the Dr. Frankenstein. You're right. What if, it, what if he calls it? But after why is it himself? called the Bride of Frankenstein? Oh, because he made the bride. <laughs> Wait, is Wait, Frankenstein is married to the bride, or is the monster married to the uh, bride? I need clarification, man. And I went through that haunted house too. What happened? <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. Honestly, okay. So I'm just gonna plug it because Tiffany brought it up. But like, yeah, genuinely, the travel industry is kicking up right now. I've been booking a lot of vacations for like later this year and the beginning of 2022. Um, Disney can book all the way out until June of 2022 right now. So if you're interested in letting me plan your vacay, it is free. Um, And like booking through me would be the same as you booking yourself. It's not like it's going to cost more because I'm like helping you, which is awesome. But just um, hit me up at FTJ by Megan on Instagram or FTJ by Megan Petrus at gmail.com. And I'll help she you out. She's doing. So let me just go back to Frankenstein's monster for a moment. <laughs> yeah. I Googled it yeah. and asked what it was called. And on enotes.com, it says the monster has no name in the novel. <gasps> it has been said that this omission is a reflection of Victor Frankenstein's complete rejection of his Victor. creature. The monster calls himself the Adam of your labors and is referred to as the creature, the fiend, the demon, and the wretch at different points in the book. Victor, I love you. Victor, I do. <laughs> when we're apart oh, I forgot the line my heart thank oh. you yes. uh, beats, beats only, only for you, for you. man I blank <laughs> yeah you ruined that I'm <laughs> sorry <sighs> so make sure that you follow us on Spotify by clicking that follow button on our page and share this episode with your friends by clicking the three dots in the corner of the episode page Subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Swish Flick Cast. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Swish Flick Cast. By supporting our podcast, it helps keep us going and it also gives you access to our exclusive Discord channel, trivia games, Swish swag boxes, and more. Thank you all so much for your support. And also, speaking of Swish swag boxes, the deadline to sign up for the next swish swag box as a phoenix plus patron is april 30th you have to be signed up by april 30th in order to be eligible and stay a patron through july um to get it and but yeah thank you guys all so much for your support i love seeing all the pictures you guys have been posting of the latest box um people really seem to love it and I'm so glad that you do because it was a lot of fun to put together. Yeah, it makes my heart super happy. It wasn't so fun to open up on my bed. <laughs> I will say that. What did I say? This amount of glitter should be punishable by law. Yeah. It wasn't glitter. I just want to let you guys know Confetti, that I that I, that I gave you guys way more than I gave our patrons. 
<laughs> she was it's like still around my house. She's like last so two. It, it I'm was stuck to Fozzie's nose. I had some in my. I found some in my bathroom the other day. Look at that dog. He can't even pick his head up. It's so heavy from the glitter. There's still or some on our floor too. Oh in the car. my gosh. Yeah, I just did it because I love you guys. It was stuck to my feet for a while, no matter what I did. I would never put glitter in a package. It was confetti. Glitter is evil. Confetti is fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Perspective. I think it depends. Uh, <laughs> recap. I love you. <laughs> recap. I do. When you recap, my heart beats only for you. Oh my god. Lovely Tiff. It's true. I meant every word. <laughs> so this recap is from our last chapter episode. Um, so after some quick foreshadowing in the room at the veil, the death room, whatever you want to call it, uh, the crew tries some more doors. They finally find, find the one from Harry's dreams. They head through the time room. Uh, to a room full of crystal balls, dusty balls, whatever you want to call them, and hurry to find the row that Sirius is supposed to be in, but when they get there, it's nowhere to be found. But they do find Harry's name on this shelf. That is a sad tweet. Is it an elf on the shelf that he's looking at? Wow. Dobby's not there. Also, Kate, when you said they they went, they tried more doors, I thought you said they tried hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> Voldemort didn't want him to be hungry. I was, I was like, man, I could go for some like... Snacks. Some snacks. Right I, was, I was thinking of the doors and I was thinking, I'm like, oh, I wonder if they liked their music or they just were looking for different ones. Different songs. Gosh, you know? you're funny. So, on this third of the chapter, obviously Malfoy Sr. is there with some of his friends. Uh, They're trying to get Harry to give them the uh, prophecy, but it's a no-go. There are some truths that are spilt, along with some of the prophecies. And while the other side is threatening the children, Harry devises a plan for them to get away. Um, With some spell work, Harry and friends create a diversion. They're able to run away from the Death Eaters. But then, like, people are kind of split into groups and they try to get away. Want to get away? So, uh, doesn't work out so well. No? No. Death Eaters are here. What? Are you excited? It's happening (laughs) in the chat. Yeah, what? Oh, I I missed it. I'm sorry. No, look, they're all green. Oh, that's really Sorry, weird. A bunch of cheaters. Whatever. Slytherins. Yeah, no. Slytherins. I didn't do anything. I don't Please. know. I'm over You're here. The ringleader. We all know they they rally behind you. Poor what? listeners in the chat are like, wait, why are we all I turning green? Wrong. And Meg's over here like. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are bad. They're just jealous that Ravenclaw's won two weeks in a row. So, <sighs> Professor Oak. <laughs> All right, here we go. So black shapes were appearing out of thin air all around them, blocking every direction of escape. <laughs> I'm just realizing what Vinny's name is. <laughs> Not Vinny, uh, Brandon's. <laughs> you okay? Everybody's Pokemon tonight. Um, so something I literally had never thought of before Let's until talk now 
was the fact that the Death Eaters were able to apparate right into the Department of Mysteries. Yeah, how did that happen? Yeah. A place that is always under heavy protection. I lit- literally, until I was reading this, I was like, wait a minute. So it's now my headcanon that Death Eaters must have messed up or messed with the protection or Imperius, the right person to mess with the protections for them. I feel like it should be harder to get into the ministry than that. It's not. They did it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a you can't do that. Well, we just did. You know what I mean? So like, so like it's definitely headcanon for me that they are uh they knocked on the window behind let it. me in little pig little pig let me in yeah but totally by the hair and their chinny chin chins and so there were a dozen that's 12 i don't have a oh, sorry, sorry 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 <laughs> <laughs> um lit wands and hooded faces it's interesting i wonder who the unnamed ones are let me think if let me let me see if I can name all of the people like naming the seven dwarves. Yeah, so you go. I you, I don't need to name them out because I'm going to talk about that. Them would be my great. Section. Okay, my suction. So their wands are pointed directly at the hearts of all the Hogwarts students, and Ginny gasps in horror. Lucius Malfoy is the Death Eater that hmm. is speaking to Harry, and he tells Harry, "Quote to me, Potter," and his hand is out, palm up, like let's go, and Harry's insides plummet. And Malfoy says again, because literally Harry is just like okay. standing there and starting to panic. And he says again to me. And Harry replied, where's Sirius? And several of the Death Eaters laugh and get ready, everyone. A harsh <sighs> female voice spoke from in the shadows to the left of Harry. And she said, quote, the Dark Lord always knows. And yes. they're in... We hear that this was a plan by Voldemort to get Harry into the Department of Mysteries. And what is even like more sickening feeling for Harry? So like at that moment, she says that he's like, it was. It was just as Hermione said, it's a trap. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong podcast. Oh, where this isn't this isn't the Panda Watcher transmission. Sorry, there's no Death Star. No the planet. <laughs> oh gosh. And so (laughs) Malfoy responds that Voldy always knows. And that's always. You heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) And then tells Harry again to give him the prophecy. And Harry yells back, I want to know where Sirius is. And Bellatrix mocks him. Can you hear? Can you hear her in your head? She's the literal worst. Yeah, she is pretty terrible. She's yeah. a butt. But, like, I wonder how she's feeling about, like, serious. She's just evil. You know what I mean? Like, here's my thing. I I have a lot of cousins, and I don't like all of them, but I can't imagine killing my family off. You know what I mean? Like, she just does. <laughs> uh-huh. But I guess I'm not as crazy as her, or in love with, you know, a mass murderer. Okay. She <laughs> I mean like I I can talk a little bit more about this whenever it gets to my part because like I have a little I have a little bit of Bellatrix interaction as well, but like <laughs> <laughs> what? 
<laughs> I have a little bit of Bellatrix in her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Uh, um, I love you. Okay. No, we can but, talk about it. We'll talk about it. <laughs> but she is like definitely like you think of those cults and like the brainwashing and the mm-hmm. way that she's talking to Harry like about because he likes he like goes at her about like the whole half blood thing you know mm-hmm. um and it is just so reminiscent of like lady you're brainwashed into like whatever you're thinking this is mm-hmm. rough to like yeah just taken you know it's it's just really hard to read honestly she's like so far gone too yeah it's like yeah. you can't say anything. You can't say anything. She's just off a rocker. Yeah. Truth. Especially all of that. Her upbringing, her time as a Death Eater, her time in Azkaban, her time as a Death Eater out of Azkaban. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's a lot of not niceness. Anyways, so Bellatrix mocks him, right? And the Death Eaters are closing in. So now they're just feet away from the group of students, and Harry starts to panic. Um, he's letting the dread start to kind of wash over him. And he tells them that he knows that they have Sirius and he knows Sirius is here. And all I hear is Helena Bottom Carter in my head. Mm-hmm. Little bitty baby Potter. <laughs> but she doesn't say that. She actually says the little baby woke up frightened and thought what he dreamed was true. Literally, that's how it's written. <laughs> that was a I quote. don't I don't like that you did that <laughs> at all. I'm sorry. That makes me legitimately want to vomit. But that is but how I she's think, talking about it. I mean, I, I, like, but that's like the point of it. Like, she's doing it to be un- to make everybody uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, as much as she is like literally insane and yeah. whatever, um, she's cunning as well like she knows what she's doing she's trying to throw them off especially word wise of of and i think that like her appearance in and of itself is going to make like people off kilter a little bit and then like the way she speaks she's doing that to throw them off even more because she's just the worst yeah i mean she's gonna use whatever means she has to try and hurt people yeah i mean physically with words yeah emotionally you know she's gonna do it all so That quote was by the woman in a horrible mock baby voice. Harry felt Ronster beside him. And Harry says, don't do anything. And he's muttering this. He goes, not yet. And he still doesn't know. He doesn't have a name for this person yet. So the woman who had mimicked him let out a raucous scream of laughter. Harry's basically. You're not going to do the laughter. (laughs) I won't look at you. <laughs> I'm sorry if that was too loud. I moved my mic. But anyways, Bella tricks up Bella tricks picks up on this and calls him out, telling the others that he's giving the other children instructions. Like they're going to fight. Well, guess what? They are. And then Lucius starts to speak and he says Who? Luscious. Thank you. Oh, you don't know Potter as I do. Bellatrix says Malfoy softly. So now we have a name for Bellatrix. He said as a great, I'm sorry, said Malfoy softly. He has a great weakness for heroics. The Dark Lord understands this about him. Now give me the prophecy, Potter. And then here he goes. I know Sirius is here, though panic was causing his chest to constrict. And he felt as though he could not breathe properly. I know you've got him. More Death Eaters laughed, and the woman laughed loudest of all. 
It's time you learned the difference between life and dreams, Potter, said Malfoy. Now give me the prophecy or we start using wands. And so... Um, <laughs> if I was a little reckless, I would have been like, I've been using wands for years, Malfoy. <laughs> I can stop me. <laughs> so inside the head of Voldemort in the Death Eaters, calling Harry out on what they believe to be like a, quote, weakness. And yes... In this moment, I do get how it could be like viewed as a weakness. But later on, we see that Harry's weakness for heroics actually saves all of them. You know, he's heroic when he walks into the forest to face Voldemort to, you know, die to save everyone else. And that's including the Malfoy family. (laughs) Okay. Yep. I was going to completely agree with you. And two, I I think that. Uh, Voldemort banks on Harry's what he thinks is a weakness is his love for other people but that's again like what you're saying literally saves him and so many others Mm -hmm. Um, because it's a love is a powerful force yeah I agree so Harry says go on let's use some wands and he points his wand at Malfoy's chest and the rest of the kids follow suit and He was feeling like he's not really ready for what might happen. But, you know, Harry Potter rarely is. I was going to say, has he ever been? (laughs) He's never ready for what happens. He never has a plan. What does he say in seven? Every time we have a plan, it all goes to hell anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, I believe that's like a quote. So um, he absolutely, though, does not want to be the person that led all of his friends to their deaths. Mm -hmm. for no reason and everybody's standing there (laughs) i feel like it's that spider-man meme where everybody's pointing their (laughs) wands no one's moving right and so malfoy again says hand it over and no one will get hurt and he says this you know like a liar Mm -hmm. (laughs) and harry actually lols right he's like what (laughs) you really think that i believe you like you think I'm just going to like hand this yeah. to you and we're all going to go skip on home hard pass. That's literally not how this is going to happen. And so Harry finally acknowledges that the dusty ball in his hand is a prophecy. And he's like, what is this anyway? And just as he's trying to like finish a sentence about the prophecy, Bellatrix tries to get it by using Accio. And that was actually a question on the Harry Potter quiz on my Alexa that I got wrong. Do you think an Akio would have worked on the prophecy? It did. So. It, it did it work. It did work. He stopped it. Oh, it did? Yeah. Oh, he already he took Protego. it off the shelf. Oh, I guess. No, it, no he did do. No, he did Protego. He did Protego. He did Protego, and he said that it was literally on the tips of his fingers. He had to grab yeah. it. And he had to grab it again. Okay. Just like a okay. snitch. I was. I just was reading that as like it was falling out of his hands. But I guess it makes more sense that she tried to get it, and he said, "Nah, nah, Mm-mm, not today." Anyway, so he he uses Protego before she had even finished her spell, and I said he's very quick. Bellatrix, why can't I say her name? Can I just call her Bella? Ugh. Like in I typed that a couple times, and I was like, "But that's like a pet name, and she's awful." So I my mom's dog it. is named Bella. By the way, <laughs> I watched that dog. She cute. You did? Mm-hmm. Oh Fozzie. yeah, you did the wedding. She's something. <laughs> she's obsessed. When did you watch Bella? She did at Bella and Fozzie Bear for when we Marnie and I got married. 
I don't know. Bella has been around that long. Fozzie and Bella are the same age. Are they? Yeah. Oh. Fozzie's a little bit older. I thought he was like years My older. mom. So this is fun facts. My mom and dad bought a house the same that year, year that Marty and I bought our house and we both got dogs the same year. Same <laughs> That's cute. She's obsessed with Marty. Like, uh, like she has a crush on Marty. Your mom or the dog? Bella ha- has a crush on Marty. Anyway, you're weird. So, <laughs> Bellatrix underestimates him, for sure, him being Harry Potter. And she says um, her little in line from the movie that I can hear Helena Bottom Carter saying, Oh, he knows how to play little bitty baby Potter. I like how she says his name. Little bitty baby she's just i love helena bottom carter she's you gotta make your mouth like tiffany strikes fear into my soul (laughs) i'm so good at it (laughs) (laughs) oh i feel like her right now okay right anyways her mad eyes staring through the slits in her hood and i said she's wearing a hood I never remembered that. Well, you know what happens to Megan when she's wearing a hood. <laughs> yeah. She gets thing. extra snaky. Straight up evil. But we never see her wearing a Do we ever see her wearing a hood in the movies? No. I mm-hmm. wonder. I don't think so. You can't so. cover up that beauty. You know what I mean? Her <laughs> hair's too big. <sighs> it's full of secrets. secrets. <laughs> From the chamber. <laughs> I wonder if they like just didn't wear a hood because like they weren't like I think at this point in time she's wearing a hood to like was she because other people were in that movie because the no they were wearing the the mask do they have have their mask in my section about them still wearing a mask but also like okay so you're in your like Death Eater robes and y'all got masks on sure like y'all should have code names because Lucius Malfoy names every single person because I did count there are twelve of them everyone's named yep, there yep. so like say they were in a place that had like actual security cameras that had sound you would know exactly who's there y'all might want some code names mm. what would I mean, what would lucius's code name be luscious Lulu? luscious <laughs> that's too cute oh. i would give them all code names based on like how i name my pokemon so like Lucius. Wait a, minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We have to talk about this. Do you give nicknames to your Pokemon? Tiffany, Tiffany, I no. tried to tell Meg. And wait, she does it in all lowercase. Oh, why would you do that? I just like how it looks in uh-huh. all lowercase. I'm like, Meg, what are you gonna name that one? And she'll tell you how she names them. So, like, for Megan. example. Megan. Evie is Eviekins. And oh my gosh. um Wulu is Floof. Uh who else do I have? M- Wait, what's the donkey thing? It's a horse. His name is Mudbray. Mudbray. I named him Dodo because he's a donkey, not a horse. Um <laughs> last night Meg said, Oh, I have a mud spray. It's fine. I said it's Mudbray. <laughs> I want Mud a zigazoon. It's a zigzagoon. Uh-huh. Z- I literally I can't even say it. She I just call it a zigazoon. Yeah. Anything case, after one fifty one is fake. Lowercase is Taylor Swift <laughs> aesthetic, so I'm all for it. Okay. It's cute. I'm so cute. okay, let so let's go. see. Lucius would be Lu- Lucy, 
all lowercase, <laughs> and it would be L U C I E, Lucy. Okay, like Lucifer, sure. like Lucifer. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. Bellatrix would be Trixie. <laughs> yeah, but like I don't. I feel like you can't. You can't give them names that are going to be like their names, though. But is it? How about Blondie, big yeah. hair? Blondie and because, big hair. Like that's just like one step away Wait. from. Can we call like being like being like that? Like that's you. Like you're calling okay. yourself Trixie. Like that's not really a code name. Bellatrix could be the nanny. <laughs> she looks like Fran. She does look like Fran. Nanny, I need you to look at this. What? <gasps> yes, <laughs> it looks so good. Um, I'm sorry, it is a little bit offensive. I mean, Fran's great. But yeah, no, I love her. Who should Lucius be? Like, I feel like they would be like the ghost, or you know, the what would he be? No, I don't so know. Lame. The peacock. peacock. I understand. <laughs> Because like you have to you have to give them names that aren't that aren't their names or aren't like that's like Sarah super coded. You can't just be like instead of calling Katie. Oh, that's Catherine. Oh, I don't know. Who could she be? (laughs) 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 Or like calling it Kathy instead of Katie. (laughs) Katie's meow. And like Tiffany's like, I don't know. Tiffy. Iffany. (laughs) Iffany. <sighs> well, all right. As Jeannie yeah. 110 said, code names, not nicknames. <laughs> oh my God. Code like names that. are dumb. I like nicknames. Anywho, let's. I get. I get let's. But just, <laughs> there's a difference between code names and nicknames. You need something coded so people don't know who you are or who you're talking about. I mean, I wouldn't well, know who Lulu is if we decided to call okay, Lucius but if Lulu. I had, if I had that group of people, if I had those 12 people and they're like, I hate everyone's like, Lulu, I'm like, my guess would be on Lucius Malfoy. Lulu Mamel. <laughs> Lulu Melon. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's expensive what if they were all different brands of leggings oh, lululemon fabletics old navy I literally be like, is there that many like name brands because clearly i don't i only wear isn't there one pants called like out. girlfriend and I don't, I don't know there's a bunch i wear old navy young orange pardon me excuse me I'm so sorry <laughs> anyways i'm gonna finish my section yes please do <laughs> oh yeah danskin sorry go ahead anyways okay so she starts to go after harry and malfoy is like no and he goes all capital letters on her i told you no lucius malfoy roared at the woman if you smash it and then harry's mind goes he's got new information he's being very passionate about this dusty old ball being smashed so um the death eaters want this sphere and he had no interest in it. He just wants to get out alive with his friends and not have everyone die because of his, quote, stupidity. Another quote. The woman stepped forward away from her fellows and pulled off her hood. Azkaban had hollowed Bellatrix Lestrange's face, <laughs> making it gaunt. Gaunt. Anyone? Okay. Okay. And skull-like. But it was alive with a feverish, fanatical glow. She's crazy, y'all. <laughs> she is psychotic. Um, so Bellatrix then says, you need more persuasion? Very well. 
take the smallest one. She ordered the Death Eaters beside her. Let him watch while we torture the little girl. I'll do it. Uh, so at those words, the others just closed in around Jenny. Yes. That's like total foreshadowing to her torturing Hermione. Yeah, I think so, too. Also, like, at first, it's who I thought she was talking about. And then I realized I had to read back. I was like, oh, she says smallest girl. That's why they're around Ginny. I was curious if it was Ginny or Luna, though. Like, I feel like that could have been oh, either. Yeah. Oh, they're the yeah. same age. That's right. Right. Yeah, because they're in the same grade. The fact that she Maybe can they're just, just assuming Ginny. switch. Like, not even switch. Mm. She just instantly is like, I'll torture. Right. Like, her normal functioning is, like... That's the first thing she goes to. Yeah. So, I know that we're now talking in code names. So, Kathy... I think that um, it's been a long time since she's tortured anyone. Maybe not. Wait, Maybe Sarah, who's, the... who's Kathy? I, I, what? I don't know who that Katie's is. Katie's Kathy. You are um, Megan with an H. <laughs> <laughs> Meg Han. <laughs> or I could be Megan. <laughs> Yeah, you're Megan. Megan. Or Megan. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, sorry. It's me. Okay. Um. <laughs> Are you here? Yeah. Are you here? <gasps> Germaginium. No. That's what Brandon <gasps> said. Yes. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Perfect. All right. So the others close in around Jenny and Harry steps sideways so that he is right in front of her and holds Ooh, the prophecy. Ooh, is he oh, listen to you guys. You're going to marry her one day. Mm-hmm. You're going um, to have a baby named Elvis. You're going to have kids with horrible names. Um, <laughs> Not all of them. Just true. a cursed just, child. Just one. Uh, he holds the prophecy up to his chest. And I said, heroic Harry. Uh, and he says, you'll have to smash this if you want to attack any of us, he told Bellatrix. And I don't think your boss will be too pleased if you come back without it, will he? Uh, so that's why I think that at this point, like, mostly Lucius, but the Death Eaters made a huge mistake. Because Harry, before that moment that Tiffany just talked about, he had no idea of the importance of this prophecy. Mm-hmm. And I feel mm-hmm. as if there could have been a way to do this without letting on just how much they wanted the prophecy from him. Because at this point, Harry didn't care about yeah. the dang prophecy. He cared about getting them out alive. So he just decided to use it against them because he's like, oh, you know, it was just like a light turned on. Like, oh, they really want this for something. I have no idea what it is, what it says, anything about it. But I know that Lucius doesn't want it to get smashed. So if I use it as a ploy, basically, to... And and I think that... I mean, I'm pretty sure it goes through his mind later to actually smash it, right? Because isn't that what actually happens later? Yeah, it does. Mm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neville kicks over his crazy feet. Yes. I thought you said devil. It's like glitched a little <laughs> in my brain. <laughs> um, so Bellatrix didn't move. And she just stared at him. And I again, I think she underestimated him. She's used to just getting her way when it comes to how things go in these situations. When she says, I'm going to torture the little girl, she tortures the little girl. Well, now mm-hmm. Harry and the prophecy are standing between her and the girl. And she didn't think that Harry would put himself between Ginny and her. And 
And again, normally she would just like walk up and shove him aside or cast Crucio at him, but she can't because of this prophecy in his hand and it can't break. Um, So basically what I'm saying is a lot of things happened in Harry's favor without it even meaning to happen in his favor. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like this was just like a good setup in towards Harry. Um. So then Harry asks, he's like, so what kind of prophecy are we talking about anyway? And he, in his mind, is this like... So casual. It's so this casual. This is so Voldemort. He's yeah. taking a leaf from his book. Mm-hmm. Let me just monologue I agree. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. in his mind, he's like, I just need to keep talking. Um, and he can feel Neville's arm press against his and Neville was shaking. And I said that this is probably because he is... I mean, first of all, he's terrified in general, but terrified of bellatrix and rightfully so do you think he's scared of bellatrix or do you think he's just so angry i mean i think he is terrified like don't get me wrong but i also think like he's just super angry i think think he has so much going on at the moment you know he was just talking we were just like thinking like the dread was washing over him he was starting to panic about what he had done because he knew that he i talk about neville for a second because the other day i was talking with my friends and someone had made a comment about like I, I forget the whole context of the thing but they were saying how like they're like oh like you're like the neville of the thing i'm like well that's kind of unfair to talk about neville like that i'm like because for the majority of the books I'm like he was using a wand that wasn't his well it worked well for him it didn't work as great as a wand choosing himself my friends are like you need to you're talking about powder like way too like <laughs> one of those situations where like they were just staring at me being like and that's when you know that you're a potter nerd mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, so you can't really say that like he was a bad wizard. I'm like, because he didn't have the proper tools to his disposal. I'm like, because once he got a wand that chose him, he was much better. And that's why I say I have a hard time talking about Potter when it's not the four of us, because we can talk about those things and we all get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um. So, yeah, I think it's a combination of both. And as Mia pointed out in the chat, a lot of adrenaline for mm-hmm. i mean everybody not even just neville but mm-hmm. i think i think maybe especially neville right now because of the fact that he identifies he identifies the horridness of bellatrix immediately because he's literally grown up knowing it um so it's just scary it's a scary moment that whenever she's like revealed and she's just evil so harry is <laughs> Harry could also hear the other's breath quickening behind him on the back of his head. And all he could hope was that they were all thinking hard about ways to get out of this because his mind was blank. So Mm. he was just like, I just need to keep talking and hopefully somebody else will come up with something. Um, And then Bellatrix repeats, what kind of prophecy you jest, Harry Potter? (laughs) this exchange just kind of like makes me laugh and he just goes nope not jesting (laughs) but as he said that he was looking from death eater to death eater to find a weak link or a space through which they could escape you You are the weakest link so he asks another question he goes how come Voldemort wants it and the Death Eaters don't react to the question. They react to him saying Voldemort's name. And Bellatrix, uh, Bellatrix, oh my gosh, Tiffany, now I'm copying how you say I'm her s- name. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Bellatrix did not like this even 
a little and said, you dare say his name. Um, and at that, Harry tightened his grip on the glass ball again because he was sure she was going to try and take it from him. Yes. I was just thinking, like, I wonder if this is where they kind of the idea plants in their head to make it like taboo. I know that's not really. I see yeah. A, a taboo on his name being like, oh, he's got no problem mm-hmm. saying your name. Like, we're going to use that little tidbit of knowledge against you later on. That's true. And I like I like this is kind of like a little I don't know if this was intentional. It probably was. But um, in in seven. <laughs> I mean, I mentioned seven. I just didn't say it. Well, you should have. Uh, when when Voldemort and Harry are circling in the Great Hall in that last final little bit, um, Harry calls him Tom, and he says, "You dare!" And Harry goes, "Yes, I dare!" And I'm like, "Yeah." Yeah. I wonder too, like if <clears throat> I wonder if like from this point on that they were trying to figure out how to make that taboo like on his name or or if it was quickly and they just did it in book seven you know what i mean like when it finally started and they were like we're gonna wait until like i'm in charge more so when like they take over the ministry and everything for that to be a taboo or if they it just took them that long i think me i don't know i don't know what kind of magic that takes yeah i don't know but i but i think that it wasn't necessarily important for it to work until um voldemort was in power mm -hmm. like he was right and and like they could even get to harry because like leading up Mm -hmm. like all the Mm -hmm. way from Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. until Mm -hmm. seven like with they they literally couldn't touch harry because of all the protections that were around him so like there was no point to knowing where they knew where he was he was at hogwarts and he was at privet drive you know so true story harry kept so okay yeah so um harry kept the tight grip (laughs) on the glass ball because he was certain that she was going to try to bewitch it from him again uh but she didn't but he said yeah i've got no problem saying volt and bellatrix shrieks at him and says Shut your mouth. You dare speak his name with your unworthy lips. You dare besmirch it with your half-blood's tongue. You dare. And I just said, oh, my. And that's where the thoughts, like, started to come in my head and be like, girl, you brainwashed. You are gone. Like, so far gone. Oh, my gosh. Um, And Harry then recklessly, may I say, adds, keeps going. And I just want to say that. This exchange, I think, really sets up how Harry is going to handle uh, just like dealing with all of this, you know, like he he has decided, I think, in his mind that like he needs to be able to like speak back to these people and um, not be scared to to say things to them like this, get them riled up because it is while it's while it's also a little reckless to say something like this, it also distracts them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's like a give and take basically, but he continues and says to Bellatrix, did you know that he's a half blood too, Voldemort? Yeah. His mother was a witch, but his dad was a muggle or has he been telling you lot? He's pure blood. Ooh. Um, it's such a dig, but like, do they know <laughs> yeah. that? That's what I said. I was like, I, so do I, they know? I, I, I actually I think forgot some of them Harry do and did this. Some of them probably don't. Just For because, sure. you know, people will follow blindly. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Yeah. And 
I'm then, and then on the other hand, I'm sure like the people like Bellatrix, I'm sure Bellatrix knows. I'm sure she studied that, you know, who's pure blood in the wizarding world. It just is like, like if you, I mean, and I guess because I'm not these types of people, like he's not what he's preaching at all. So like what, that that's a huge red flag. I think that sometimes people justify it. Sometimes people justify it by saying like, well, he saw the light and he knows what's good. Like, you know, I mean, it's not correct, but that's what they say. Like, he knows what's correct. He knows what we should be following. So it's okay that he's not really there. At least he understands and he wants it. It's stupid, but like, that's what I'm guessing their thought process is. If they know, I personally don't think any of them know. I don't think anybody knows that he's half. You don't think Bellatrix knows? No. I th- what about like the Lucious. people that have known him since school? Yeah. Did I he ever so. talk Lucious, about that? Lucius is older than him. He took him under his wing, didn't he? But I guess that like if you think of well, no, because his 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 last name of being Tom Riddle at Hogwarts. I don't know why I said that weird at Hogwarts. <laughs> like that's a muggle last name. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it could be like I'm from the Gaunts. Like that's my last name. It's not like you're Tom Riddle Jr. Your father was a muggle. There's no way around getting around that. So people that knew him and people that know his name, I I think more people than you would think know that he and is okay with him being just a half blood because they're like, he's willing to do what it needs to, to be done. And maybe they're just willing to overlook that muggle side of him because he is a gaunt and a literal descendant of Salazar Slytherin. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the key. Um, Malfoy took Snape under his wing because Voldemort's older. Oh, dumb. Not dumb. Why would, did you say that? Who's Eileen Prince? <laughs> yeah, so like, um, Regulus was killed by so Voldemort. Voldemort. Tom Riddle was born in like 1926, I want to say. 1925 or 1926. Um, Lucius was born in like 1950, I think. Um, and Hagrid and... Um, no, I lied. 1954. So Lucius Malfoy is actually older than Bellatrix. She was born in 1951. And then obviously we know that Severus Snape was born in... Uh, 1960s? Yes, 1960s. <laughs> I wrote it as Lily and Co., but it's actually very confusing when I read it like that. Because, okay. not that this really matters at all, but Tom Riddle, Voldemort, graduates Hogwarts in 1945, and that's when that huge battle between Grindelwald and, and Dumbledore happens, and that is when the crimes of Grindelwald, or Fantastic Beast movies, are allegedly ending. Okay. Sam brought up in the chat something that I was going to bring up and then we all started talking and then I said the wrong thing. So, um, but, um, having Voldemort be like, you know, pure blood, everything, blah, 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 blah. But he's not, um, trigger warning for, um, the persecution of Jewish people. So Hitler Blonde hair, blue eyes. This is the way. Don't want to say it like that. Sorry, Mandalorian. Um, He certainly wasn't any of those things. And and I think I think that's just this. This is just kind of like another not representation of that, but similar in that aspect. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. It was definitely meant to be a parallel. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Evil people, my friends. Evil people. Absolutely evil. No, thank you. Um, so at that point, someone, a.k.a. Bellatrix, tried to cast Stupefy, but again, 
Luscious stopped her, deflects it, and his spell caused hers to hit the shelf a foot to the left of Harry, and several of the glass orbs shattered. Now, this is important because what happens here is basically what then gives Harry an idea. Um, So two figures, pearly white as ghosts, fluid as smoke, unfurled themselves from the fragments of broken glass upon the floor and each began to speak. Their voices vied with each other so that only fragments of what they were saying could be heard over Malfoy and Bellatrix's shouts. And Lucius was mad and he yelled in all caps. This is all caps. Are you actually spelling Luscious or you wanted to spell Lucius? Um, I probably wanted to spell Lucius, but it probably autocorrected every <laughs> single time. Hence, it just why confuses me. We but, uh, my, say Luscious. <laughs> I like it. It made me pause and think when I was reading this section with like him stopping her. Like he didn't even he like did a nonverbal spell like quickly that got her spell like knocked it away. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like sometimes I forget that he's actually a pretty talented dude. Yeah, he definitely knows his stuff. Um, and Does Voldemort knows his stuff? Oh, right. Voldemort doesn't <laughs> knows anything. Voldemort doesn't know. <laughs> oh, man. That was good. That was um, good. <laughs> so Lucius, this is all caps luscious, and he says, do not attack. We need the prophecy. So again, instilling in Harry how important this prophecy is and Bellatrix because of like what the exchange that just went down is literally incoherent towards Harry and she can't even get a full sentence out. She goes, he dared, he dares, he stands there filthy half blood and Malfoy again yelled at her to wait until they have the prophecy, which again, I think is a stumble on his part because now they know it doesn't matter if they hand over the prophecy they're gonna let bellatrix attack the kids so now harry knows in his mind well i already knew but now i know for sure you were lying Mm -hmm. to me if i hand this over to you we're not getting out of here scot-free so why am i gonna hand it over to you so if we are gonna get hurt i'm also not gonna let you get this prophecy that's basically like his uh thought process at this point so the figures that came from the prophecy had given Harry an idea. You haven't told me what's so special about this prophecy I'm supposed to be handing over, he said. He was playing for time, and he moved his foot slowly sideways, feeling around for someone else's. Ooh, playing footsie. <laughs> um, so Luscious tells Harry. He doesn't, he's like, don't play games. So he thinks... Like, Why not? It's fun. Right. He does think that Harry... Harry is biding for time, but also... Harry doesn't know what this thing is, you know? Um, And Harry's half focusing on this conversation and half focusing on trying to find someone's foot. And he finally finds Hermione's. So from the book, Dumbledore never told you that the reason you bear that scar was hidden in the bowels of the Department of Mysteries. Ew, Luscious, why you gotta say bowels? Bowels of the ministry? Come on. Doesn't he already know that he got that scar because of the interaction with Voldemort? Yeah, like, but I guess that, right? maybe like I'm sorry, I missed what you said. Like the reason, like the <laughs> like, reason why? there's a scar in the first place. Oh, because of the whole prophecy. That's, yeah, okay. that's the reason okay. why Harry yeah. has a scar because he was chosen. The chosen one. Ah! 
also that was brought up in that discussion because then they were talking about well like he really is the cho- like they could be like neville could have been the chosen one I was like, well actually i'm like neville couldn't have been the chosen one because the reason why is his mother was asked like more than one time to step aside and she didn't and he only did that because snape asked him to like save her life so snape it wasn't was, in love with mrs yeah. Longbottom. because if he chose neville a lot of people would have been dead so i mean sure enough yeah yeah so um this catches harry off guard he forgets his plan for a second and he's like wait what what about my scar um can this be said malfoy sounding maliciously delighted some of the death eaters were laughing again dumbledore never told you malfoy repeated well this explains why you didn't come earlier potter the dark lord wondered why Wonder why you didn't come running when he showed you the place where it was hidden in your dreams. He thought natural curiosity would make you want to hear the exact wording. So during this whole conversation, Hermione's like, what? What? To Harry, like, hello. He'll tell you when he has a second. This is like, have you ever like tried to mouth something to somebody and you're trying not to draw attention? Meg does this to me all the time. Mm-hmm. I'll mouth something at her and she goes, what? I can't hear you. Like, I know <laughs> you can't so hear me. Dude, that's me. Only because, like, I, I literally, I have been having so much trouble hearing lately. That's why oh. texting is fantastic. Right. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. I get everything you're saying. Typos and all. Mm-hmm. I'm the queen of the autocorrect. <laughs> it's been worse lately. Not you. Like, in general, I feel like autocorrect has been attacking people worse lately. Um... So Harry's finally able, while the Death Eaters are laughing, to very quickly mutter to Hermione, smash shelves. And when I say go, we go. Yes. Um, I also find it interesting, though, that they clearly didn't read Dumbledore very well here because they assumed he was going to share a lot more with Harry than he did. Well, nobody knew that Dumbledore was doing that. Right. Yeah. yeah the so they eaters. figured that Harry and really Harry and Dumbledore's relationship was like two little peas in a pod talking yep. about everything when it absolutely wasn't because of this connection, which they know about, but don't know everything about clearly because what's dreams and what's reality and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I liked this part. It said Harry felt rather than heard Hermione pass on the message to the others. So like highly in tune like that adrenaline is yeah. just pumping um and harry's like i just gotta pumping. <laughs> i just gotta keep distracting the death eaters so he asked lucius well like why didn't voldemort why did voldemort want me to come and get it um and we find out it's because the only people who are permitted to retrieve a prophecy are those who it was made about um and voldemort found this out when he tried to use others to steal it for him so harry's like well why does Voldemort want a prophecy about me? And Lucius says, it's about both of you. Like, haven't you ever wondered why Voldemort tried to kill you as a baby? Um, And then, yes, sir. I'm just curious if, like, if he's really, if he's playing dumb or does he really just, like, like, well, why would Voldemort, Voldemort, that's his other villain. <laughs> Voldemort. 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 Like, like, like Wario and Waluigi. But like, I, I, I when I was reading this, I was like, does, does he really like, is he just asking these to like ask questions and stall a little bit? Or is he genuinely like saying like, well, why would he want it? I, I would think in my head, obviously he wants it because Voldemort's part of it. But 
I don't know what your opinion is. I feel like it's maybe a little bit of a combination of both. Like if he can get a little bit more information out of Lucius, it would be kind of cool. But also he's just trying to make it out alive. Make it out. Yeah. 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 I agree. Um, so then through Harry's head, he's like, was this the prophecy? The Was this pro- prophecy the reason Harry's parents had died? The reason he carried his lightning bolt scar was the answer to all this clutched in his hand. So Harry's like, well, why didn't Voldemort just come and get it himself? And that makes Bellatrix laugh again. And her answer, in my opinion, is a mix of like, he can't just walk right into the ministry in front of the Aurors. And also like, he's too good to do that. Like, why would you even think like we should be doing that for him? Yeah. Um, so Harry figures out he's like, oh, so he's got you guys doing his dirty work for him, um, just like he did with Sturgis and Bode. And Malfoy starts to answer him, but Harry cuts him off mid sentence. He yells now um, all five of them cast Reducto. So five different voices behind him bellowed Reducto. Five curses flew in five different directions and the shelves opposite them exploded as they hit. The towering structure swayed as a hundred glass spheres burst apart. Pearly white figures unfurled into the air and floated there, their voices echoing from who knew what long dead past amid the torrent of crashing glass and splintered wood now raining down upon the floor. This scene is like, just in my head, it's like, it's such chaos, but it's like, oh my god, I have a spark of hope. Like, everything seems so scary, mm-hmm. but this was like such mm-hmm. an element of surprise. It was a really good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Go smash it. Yeah. Hulk smash. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Sasa, I think it's blue. Okay. Make it. Let's hey, talk make about it this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I was thinking. I <laughs> hate that scene in that movie because it makes me so mad because I'm like, y'all are literally giving each other like yourselves away because you're fighting over the color of the dress. I personally think I think she looks better in the blue. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> it's like it's like Hermione's <laughs> Yule Ball dress. <laughs> yeah, but like the reason they changed that in the movies was so she would stand out a little bit more against the That's blue like, of the Bobaton um, outfits. It's like mm-hmm. Harry being also, the only one with that glasses. shade looks better on Hermione or uh, Emma Watson's skin tone. <laughs> no, that did you hear what I said? No, it's like the same thing where um, Harry's the only one with glasses. Yeah, so he stands out. Okay, so all the stuff's like flying around, right? So the shelves are kind of swaying, glass balls are falling all over the place. Harry grabs Hermione's robes. So they start running like forwards. Um, a Death Eater tries to grab him. Harry elbows him like in the face. like, And it's noted the guy's wearing a mask. Um, everyone is yelling. There are, <laughs> I wrote, dreams of pain. <laughs> <laughs> Screams, I think, is what I was supposed to put. <laughs> Um, and the sound, like there's sounds of all of those balls breaking. The shells are falling on each like other. Um, and then there's fragments of the seers that are inside the spheres, like coming up and saying stuff. So like, there's a lot happening, a lot of sounds going on. It's a lot of chaos. Harry keeps running forwards. He sees like a clear path in front of him. Ron, Ginny and Luna are like, they run past him. Um, he feels something kind of like hit him on the side of the face, but he likes able to duck, um, to like miss, something and then the something 
and then a hand grabs him on the shoulder. Oh but Hermione hits the person grabbing Harry with a stupefy, so they um, let go. Boom. And then they're like at the end of the row. So they're like still in row 97, right? So they finally get to the end of the row. Harry runs to the right. And Harry or and Hermione and Neville are like right there with him. The door that they had come through was like a little bit open. So they're able to run through it. Now they're in the room that had the um like little bird like um regenerating and like becoming an egg and all of that stuff in that little glass jar. Mm-hmm. Harry still has the prophecy in his hand. Um and then they're able to like run once they run through that door, Hermione um and Neville come through it. Hermione throws a I'm gonna say this incorrectly. Colo Portis? Sure. That sounds yeah, that's at right. the door. And it seals itself with a squelching noise. Squelching? That's that, according to the book. That was good wet? So I, I went to the good old Google and I said, what is this? And <laughs> according to the Wikia, it says it's the locking spell. It's a charm that locked doors, mm. making it so that they could not be opened manually. Which, I mean, I feel like all doors happen. Uh, you know, it. It stalls them for a couple a, seconds, you know, but yeah, at least it's a little bit of a stall. Alohomora. So this charm featured in the standard book of spells, grade one, and his counter charm, the unlocking spell. What's well, his charm? I don't know why I said spell is Alohomora. Um, so we know it shuts and locks the door, preventing manual entry. It says the door can be unlocked with the use of a key or an unlocking spell. So really all it does is shut a door and lock it. (laughs) Anyways, we see it um, being used now. And before Phileas Flitwick um, taught his fourth years how to cast it, which is interesting, though. If it's in book spell book grade one, why wouldn't you teach first graders? Not first graders. First years, um, teaching six year olds. So it does list like all the yeah. <laughs> it it goes through um, all of the. I got really confused for a second because it's used in Cursed Child, and I was like, "When is Severus Snape in 2020?" Like I don't remember him. Um, but it goes through like a list of the people that have used this spell verbally and non-verbally, or want, and some people have done it wandlessly. Um, and it says this may have been the spell that Albus Dumbledore used to magically lock the door to the hospital wing after Harry and Hermione returned from rescuing Sirius Black in 1994. Um, I wish I could. Sorry. I wish I could learn the spell so that I could use it from my bed so I wouldn't have to get up anxiously check the lock on my door. (laughs) Yeah. I feel (sighs) it. Um, the etymology of colo portis I is composed of the prefix colo, deriving from the Latin word colligo, colgo, meaning to bind together, possibly Greek, which is literally written in Greek. Uh, so colo, which means to glue or, or stick, and the Latin portis meaning door. Um, so maybe that's why, because glue would make that kind of a noise, maybe. So Harry realizes now that they're in this room that the rest of them, Harry, or Ron and Ginny and Luna are not with them. Um, and he's like thinking like they had been ahead of them, but they must have gone the wrong way. Hermione says like, and she has a, a look of like just terror on her face. Cause realistically, like, I think this is the most dangerous situation they've been in yet. Yeah, Ooh, for sure. sure. Like, all of them. Maybe, maybe not specifically Harry. Not, yeah, not Harry, but definitely the rest of them. Yes. So she's, Needless to say, she's scared and I don't blame her. Yeah. Um, and so then Neville kind of whisper whispers for them to listen. So I'm going to read from the book. It says, 
Footsteps and shouts echoed from behind the door that they had just sealed. Actually, they didn't. It was Hermione, but whatever. That's how it was written. Harry put his ear close to the door to listen and hear, heard Lucius Malfoy roar. Leave not, leave him, I say. The Dark Lord will not care for Knot's injuries as much as losing that prophecy. Jugson, come back here. We need to organize. We'll split into pairs and search. And don't forget, be gentle with Potter until we've got the prophecy. You can kill others if necessary. They're talking about children. Let me remind you that like Hermione's the oldest and she's 16. They do not care. I mean, that, that, that sentence right there, like, you know, that they're just horrible people. Correct. Like, I mean, we knew, we knew this before, but I mean, this, the lacks with someone's life. As Sarah in the chat points out, like he's talking about his son's, like classmates yep so anyways you can kill others if necessary bellatrix rodolphus you take the left crab ravistan go right jugson and dalahov the door straight ahead mcnair <laughs> and avery through here rookwood <laughs> <laughs> say it i'm rookwood i'm rookwood i'm rookwood rookwood i don't know why Cyril saying it so much Rookward, Rookward, over <laughs> there. He's Rookward. Mals- <laughs> We're all Rookward. Malsaber, come with me. So Rookwood is the only one that's going alone. So I said one thing I think that's interesting is the fact that he uses Bellatrix, Rodolphus, and Rabbitsand's first names, and those are the only ones that he calls by first names. Um, in case anybody cares, I just thought that was Ooh. interesting. And I was like, well, it's because it's his sister-in-law and like brother-in-law and then like his brother. Well, they all have brother. the same last name. <clears throat> brother-in-law's brother. I mean, I guess it's true too, but like. Lestrange, Lestrange, Lestrange one, Lestrange two, Lestrange three. Come this way. <laughs> <laughs> I would think though, like you really should have some code names, but again, we've discussed this. Um, and so I wanted to talk a little bit about each of these people, but I also wanted to talk about the fact that like, some of these people are only there because of that mass breakout from Azkaban. So that included, that was literally a few months before, um, in, I forget what January. So it was in 10 death eaters, including Bellatrix Lestrange, Antonin Dalahov, Augustus Rookwood. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was like trying to see, like, they don't list all of the people that broke out. They're like, even in the article, it was like, it was like Bellatrix was strange and others. But we know that like both um, Rodolphus and Rabistan were in Azkaban as well because they were all imprisoned because of the torture um, of to insanity of the Longbottoms. So in case you care, I just wanted to refresh our memories on that. And so really, I, I feel like a lot of um, we've we've met majority of heard of these people, at least all of them, except for me that I couldn't remember is Jugson. So he was the first one that I looked up. Um, And like, I will say when I went to the good old Google, they were like pointless death eaters, like death eaters that were like, <laughs> why were they there? And I think he was like part of that list. So he was a dark wizard, obviously, and a death eater. Um, of Lord Voldemort, it's possible that he had been in Azkaban escapee. He fought in several battles in the second Wizarding World, including the Battle of the Department of Mysteries. <laughs> he said Wizarding World. Why do I do that every time? <laughs> Wizarding War. Um, after which he was defeated and imprisoned in Azkaban along with fellow Death Eaters. 
Um, again, it's possible he escaped in 1997 and he did fight, uh, in the battle of Hogwarts. And then it says he was presumably killed or imprisoned in Azkaban again. Um, there's like not a ton of information. It talks about him and at this point in time and how he was like temporarily, temporarily separated from the other death eaters, possibly because he wanted to capture Harry Potter or help not who was stunned. Um, as Lucius Malfoy, the commander told him to come here. Um, you know, there are other things about him. It appears to be a somewhat impatient man is known when he shoved Dollhub aside after the latter had been hit with a silencing spell. Despite this, he may have possibly cared about his comrades to an extent as he may have been attempting to help not after he was injured. Uh, okay. It sounds though it is equally possible that he merely was just trying to catch up to Harry Potter. So it says on here, his magical abilities are dueling in dark arts, whatever behind the scenes though, unconfirmed, he may have been the bald death eater in Harry Potter and the deathly hollows part. Uh, one commenting on the death eaters infiltrating the ministry. He was he also may have been the death eater who ran into Hermione disguised as Bellatrix and knocked her in alley in part two or the unidentified death eater killed by Kingsley Shacklebolt. Um, it says in the film adaptation hmm. of Harry Potter and the order of the Phoenix, it is Neville Longbottom who hits Jugson jug. Yep. Jugson with a full body bind curse rather than Harry Potter as he does in the books. So that's on him. Next guy we have is Dullahov. Uh We know he's a Death Eater. Um, let's see. First Wizarding War. Um, he His master is, began open hostilities against the rest of the Wizarding World and whatever. He, according to Igor Karkaroff, Dullahov was among the fir- most important Death Eaters and tortured many muggles and non-supporters of Lord Voldemort during the First Wizarding War. He murdered Fabian and Gideon Pruitt. Those are the brothers of Molly Weasley. Um... He was in, although like one of, I don't know if it was one or both that took like five of them to get him down. So like he didn't go down easy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not the only participant in that act. Mad Eye Moody later on says it took five death eaters to kill the two wizards. Um, and then he was imprisoned uh, during like between the wars. And then he was part of that Matt's breakout. And then we see him um, at the department of mysteries battle. Uh, we also know that he curses Hermione. Um, Hermione. He was again at large during the following Azkaban breakout because he does get um, captured in, during the battle by Aurors and returned to Azkaban. Um, and then you see him at the cafe later on with Ron and Hermione and Harry. That's a horrible still frame. <laughs> that scene, though, <laughs> is kind of terrifying because yeah. it's so quiet. Yes. Like if you well, watched- you think she would have learned from way back when when they were starting um, the the, the uh, well basically Dumbledore's armor before then he's like you should have gone somewhere like that's loud because other people are going to hear you or mm. well oh, aren't going to like over listen and whatever that's oh. like, you know what I mean like she chose Hogshead in because she's thinking oh it'll be nice and quiet like no one's going to like well she chose that place didn't she because there it was like a Muggle place. But they also didn't know the, about the taboo on True. His name. I think it would have um, been okay, you know, had they not been so brave saying yeah. some people's names. Um, and then he does attend the Battle of Hogwarts. He's seen fighting against Dean Thomas and Parvati Patil. Um, she shot a full body bind curse at him in defense of Dean. Body he bind. He also, <laughs> unfortunately, is the murderer of Remus Lupin. Um, didn't happen. Yeah. Here's the thing, but maybe it didn't. 
Catherine. Maybe they live. Maybe they were faking it till they make it. You know what Why I mean? Why would they do that to their kid, though? I don't know. <laughs> so then, and that goes on to say, like, the nature of Remus's death was not revealed, um, but his body was peaceful looking, suggesting that Delahav used Avada. the killing curse or his yeah. own curse as neither left visible marks. Um, God. So he and Yaxley, so I hate sad. saying Yaxley's name, Yaxley stood yes. guard in the Fibridden Forest whilst Harry, you know, went to go talk to him. The battle, once the battle resumed, Alahav was defeated by Flitwick. Ha ha ha. I don't know why I said it like that. Me neither. And it says his fate following the battle is unknown. It's possible he was killed by Flitwick. It is also likely that he was sent back to Azkaban. Um, we know he's not a great dude. You know what really stinks? <laughs> Is the fact that, like, these people have to go back and try to live a somewhat normal life after all of this. Like the people, like the people that fought on the good side? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and you still have to live with the fact that you killed someone. Trauma. You know, whether or not, you know, in war times you, you know, you were doing it clearly for survival. Any other time, these people would not have killed someone else i i have to say a lot of times when i'm reading internet stories um they talk about that because it'll be like after hogwarts and like after the battle Mm -hmm. yeah and how like they're still reeling from all of this because that's that's true life you know you go through something traumatic like that and you fight in a war and you're doing what what needs to be done because you're fighting a war people Mm -hmm. are unfortunately going to die right um but it's still traumatic and at the end of the day like you're gonna have to work through that trauma and um, we all know from what we've seen from the wizarding world they don't yeah, they don't agree do with that. mental health so some skills of his dueling dark arts transfiguration okay nonverbal magic charms spell creation it's very scruffy mm-hmm you know what I mean? Dalahov, his etymology. Dalahov is a surname of Russian origin, and it is the name of the character in War and Peace by Leo Tolstoy. Oh. This Dalahov is brave, but cruel and vindictive, though he is caring towards his mother and sister. The author has indirectly stated that she got the surname from this book. Um, Antonin is the French or Czech version of the name Anthony. The name is derived from the Latin Antonis and Antonius. Mm-hmm. Um, Antonis is the name of a prominent Roman family whose members included soldier and politician Marcus Antonis, more commonly known as Mark Anthony, except it says Antony. <laughs> Antonis, Antony, Antonin, hold on. You know, I was just about to say, I was like, this is the best you've ever I know. Antonin, Antonin, I don't know, was the name Antonin. of another prominent Roman uh, family whose members included Rome emperors. Antonius, <laughs> bias. Okay. No, you're doing great. And Marcus Aurelius. Um, Aurelius Antonius. Oh. And he was behind the scenes. You're doing great. To mention, in Half Blood Prince, it's mentioned that Dalhoff was among Tom Marbolo Riddle's followers when he asked Albus Dumbledore for the defense against the dark arts position for the first time. Suck it. The you first, can't have it. Before the first <laughs> Wizarding War. Wizarding World. Yes. Since this individual's name is not given, it's not known whether it's actually Antonin Dalhoff or relative. Um, let's see what else. It says in the book, Deathly Hallows, this is interesting. In the book, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1, that's not a book, because this is just one book. Ron suggests killing Dalhoff and 
Thorfinn Rowell after evading their attacks on Tottenham Court Road, but reluctantly is, is relieved when Harry decides it's better to obliviate them. In the film, however, Ron appears eager to kill Dalahov, partly out of anger for their recent attack and possibly due to Dalahov's hand in the deaths of his uncle. Also probably because, you know, he cursed his girlfriend, but they're not dating at this point in time, but he's in love. <sighs> Um, but Hermione is appalled by the suggestion, but Ron accedes to Harry's orders to use the memory charm on him. Um, it's interesting to me that Hermione is appalled. I kind of agree. I was surprised that she wouldn't be for it, but, and I think that the only reason that she was appalled is because she still has that layer of innocence about her, even though they've gone through what they have gone through. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm really glad that they didn't because they're souls. You know what I mean? But I mean, in any other situation, any other person, say it was a member of the Order of the Phoenix, those guys would be no more, I would think. Yeah. Because those are like top tier dudes. Yeah. You're not wrong. Um, it goes on to say he didn't have any lines in the films except Expulso, but uh, he could be heard grunting in the seventh movie. Uh, he participated in the Battle of the Department of Mysteries, during which he is seen holding Hermione Granger hostage, which did not happen in the book. Um, he appeared in the second film adaptation of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, during which he is seen standing alongside all the Death Eaters, and Voldemort announces that Harry Potter is dead. JK! <laughs> Josh, just Josh and you. Next, the next person we're going to talk about is Nat senior who's not given a first name senior not, not. It's, it's mr not is it mr. and i not? like i like this this fun fact. dude he looks like he's from monty python and the holy grail he does he, he does looks yes, he really does oh. but this is what i i like this fun fact he was the husband of mrs not you died joking. in the 1980s you're joking you're joking you're joking um, and he is the father of Theodore Knott, a student, a Slytherin student at Hogwarts. And we know that Theodore, well, I don't know if we know this for sure, but we know that he can see Thestrals. It is assumed that he can see Thestrals because he watched his mother die. There's also internet stories about how that transpired and his father's not a nice person. Um, obviously, we know he's a Death Eater, but we also know that later on in The Cursed Child, Theodore Knott is the one that has the time turner, right? And he like has other things, like not a good dude unfortunately are you sure can he tie a yeah. knot can he not can he I, not I don't not know. he cannot i cannot um, we he know not. that you can i cannot cannot we know that he is a pure blood <laughs> wizard from the not family obviously with two t's he is listed as one of the sacred 28 is he, he not went to hogwarts school of witchcraft and no. wizardry may have been a classmate of tom riddle that's like unfortunate because that means you're really old no that cannot be true if he was a classmate because this is saying he was born in 1965 hmm. I, I don't know about saying. clearly i'm not that's to not be trusted true. with any kind of timelines um, today a possible relative of his is cantankerous not so if that's any indication of how be cantankerous <laughs> not that's, that's is he crabby that's a, a lot? man's name <laughs> there is no there's there's no um, like Hidden meaning behind this name. It's pretty straightforward. <laughs> yeah, so Mr. Cantankerous Not gets a name, but Mr. Not, Theodore's not. I think it's assumed sometimes that he is Theodore Not Jr., but I could be lying. Junior. So if someone, 
Um, let me know if that's true or not. Thanks, that also man. might just be like a, uh, um, what am I looking for? That just might be like an internet thing, you know? Yeah. So we know he's a death eater. Um, first wizarding war. He f- allegedly fought in the war alongside Malsaber, Rose, Razier and Dalahov. He traveled to Hogsmeade to say good luck to Voldemort during his attempt to ra- ask for work at Hogwarts. Um, he was able to be avoid able. Hold on. He was able to avoid being sent to Azkaban after the downfall of Voldemort in the first time. An elderly widow, widower, he raised his son after the death of his wife sometime before 1991. He was also one of the death eaters that we know. Um, and then when he returned to power, not apparated to his side in the Little Hangleton graveyard, where someone professed to be Voldemort's most faithful servant. Uh, he's in the Department of Mysteries battle. He's going to go back and fight at the Battle of Hogwarts. He fought possibly several including the battle of hogwarts and says if he survived the second wizarding war it was likely he was imprisoned for his crimes um it says he was described as a stooped man although it is unknown if his stooped appearance was due to old age injury because he often bowed down to lord Voldemort. he was said to be a relatively small wizard especially compared to the likes of crab and goyle yeah was he afraid to leave his stoop? I wasn't going to say it, but I... <laughs> um, it says he was shown to be incredibly um, sycophantic towards Voldemort as he desperately and disingenuously claimed that he was his most, most faithful servant before being silenced by his master for his dishonesty. This dude? Dis- Over Bellatrix? <laughs> Despite this, he is known to have um, searched for his master, suggesting that he was not as faithful... As he claimed to be, though, it was equally likely that he merely believed his master was dead and gone forever. Um, it says, as because he's a devoted death eater, it could be assumed he held muggles, blood traders, and anyone not considered a pureblood in hatred, and that he was a pureblood supremacist. Um, it says it's likely he was a skilled, important, and otherwise influential wizard, and he was deemed a valuable connection by Horace Slughorn. Um, his abilities, dark arts, dueling, and apparition. Uh, so fun. All says, of this is very, you know, what's interesting. So very under magical lovely. abilities, it says apparition. It says not was able, was capable of apparition as he was able to apparate successfully to his master side in little Hangleton graveyard. Um, it says the author originally created a subplot that w- was to be featured in either the second or fourth book in which he, he and his son visited the Malfoy Manor. He and Lucius were to discuss their shady business in the, uh, private, I don't know. I said it like that in private while their sons conversed in the gardens. Uh, the also author also claimed that the gnats were just as pure blooded as the Malfoys. Um, and it says Pascal, um, frail is credited as, as playing not. Uh, he may also have been played by Philip Ram in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Um, so it also says it is possible that he is cantankerous, not like that. He's that old man that was born in the 1930s. So I'm the old man. Any hoosies are next up. We're going to talk about McNair cantankerous teeth. McNair. Oh, I didn't know that's what he looked like. <laughs> Tiffany. Uh, obviously, he's a dark wizard. He's a death eater. He fought in the first wizarding war. Um, he did not search for Voldemort after nah. his first downfall, but that was forgiven after Voldemort's return. He managed to avoid Azkaban and worked for the Ministry of Magic as an executioner. 
Um, so yeah, he participated in his master's rebirth in 1995 and also fought in many battles during the second wizarding war, such as the battle of the department of mysteries after which he was imprisoned in Azkaban. He escaped in 1997 and fought in the battle of Hogwarts where he was thrown against the wall by Rubius Haggard. Yeah. You mess with his bird. You're going to go down. I shouldn't going call down. Him, I shouldn't call him a bird, but meet me in the pumpkin patch. It's going down. <laughs> it's going down. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, let's talk about him. He, it says the murder of Broderick Bode, um, was played, he was placed, Broderick Bode was placed under the Imperius curse in 1985 by Lucius Malfoy and was ordered to remove the prophecy from its place in the Hall of Prophecies. When he was touched, when he touched the prophecy record, however, the defensive spells around it were triggered and he suffered spell damage that affected his mind. Causing him to believe he was a teapot. He's a little teapot, short and stout. Here's my handle. Here's my spout. <laughs> he was sent to um, St. Mungo's Hospital for magical maladies and injuries. But it's maladies. <laughs> um, he was eventually, <laughs> gradually regaining his health. On Christmas Eve of that same year, McNair went to St. Mungo's Hospital for magical maladies and maladies. <laughs> Disguised as a very old stooped wizard with a hearing trumpet, knowing Bode would eventually regain his speech and lucidity, McNair uh, was ordered to leave him a pot of devil snare that was mistaken for a harmless pot of flitterbloom by healer Miriam Strout and a fancy hippogriff calendar. Upon touching the devil snare, Bode was strangled by it. He was found dead in, in his bed the next day. Um. So, yeah. Oh, I guess he's also part of the calamity. Um, uh oh. <laughs> so yeah, there's not much. I guess because he was part of the calamity, he was still alive. Um, he somehow survived the Battle of Hogwarts and was presumably imprisoned in Azkaban for his crimes committed as a Death Eater. But according to this game on your phone, he was still alive by the 1910s. What did I call it? Hogwarts. It says 2010s. I was gonna say I was like 1910s. What? <laughs> Oh, uh, it says he's described as a tall and muscular with a thin black mustache. Um, he attempted to strangle Harry Potter, but was stopped by Neville Longbottom. Saving grace. Yeah. Um, McNair is described by Rubius Hagrid as very violent and bloodthirsty. He became an executionary primarily, primarily out of his fondness for killing. Uh, it's so gross. His magic abilities, apparition, dark arts, dueling, and, you know, using an axe. Um, behind the scenes, he was portrayed by Peter Best in The Prisoner of Azkaban and Order of the Phoenix, although another actor, Ashley Artis, briefly portrayed him in The Goblet of Fire. In one edition of Goblet of Fire, McNair's name was spelt as it was in Prisoner of Azkaban during the churchyard scene, but was later mentioned by Harry Potter as McNair, so just without the A. Um, it was later corrected. In the films, he's not very muscular and has no mustache, though Ashley Artis's portrayal has a beard. He also has no speaking lines in the films. Um, you know, during the battle of Department of Mysteries, um, it's considerably different from that novel. You're not wrong. McNair is seen holding Luna Lovegood hostage at one point, which did not occur in the books. Um, there's a lot of people. We know Crab is... I'm not going to read them all because I don't want to do that to everyone. But Crab, his son also goes to school with uh, all of them. He's a pure blood wizard. He's the father of Vincent Crab. He also has no first name. Where's Goyle? You know, 
his his uh, he was possibly related to Irma Crab, which is the wife of Pollock's crab or Black. I'm sorry. Um, and it says after the war, he was presumably killed or imprisoned in Azkaban. Um, so there's that. Uh, yeah, Goyle's not here. We got Avery. We heard of him. Uh, he's a dark wizard. Possibly Goyle the son doing? Of, this is Avery too. He's possibly the son of Avery. Part duh. And a Slytherin student at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Um, I would assume. And he was with them while they tried to take the prophecies from Harry Potter. Um, during the first Wizarding War, he was apprehended. And he stood trial, being a Death Eater. Avery was one of the few who wormed his way out, according to Sirius Black, since he pleaded the Imperious Curse. He was not mm. sent to Azkaban. Um, and he didn't look uh, for his master after his downfall. I have a question. Yeah. What's Wormtail doing right now? Worming it up. <laughs> for real. I, I don't know. What do you think? Worm, what's Wormtail doing right now? They got they got their fingers in a lot of different pots, Tiffany. They're not just trying like to get that. the prophecy. <laughs> um, a lot of these main <laughs> dudes are right there, though. Yeah, but like, I don't consider him a main dude. Like, what is he? What would you call that? A freaking rat <laughs> is what I call him. <laughs> um, yeah. So we yeah. see him um, at the graveyard. He, uh, he was the first Death Eater to crack and gravel at Lord Voldemort's dirty feet um, during his rebirth at the Why cemetery. Are you so gross. <laughs> no cracks. He feebly begged Voldemort to forgive no all of the Death Eaters present for their past disloyalty. Uh, obviously, our not home dude Voldemort responded by using the Cruciatus Curse to sadistically torture him yeah. and saying he wanted 13 years repayment before forgiving the Death Eaters for the lack of belief they had in him. Um... <laughs> And then he does, like, Harry does see, like, uh, you know, a Voldemort vision um, with Avery involved during this book. Uh, anyways, let's go on. Dark arts, martial magic, and apparition are his skills. The um, etymology of his name, Avery, is, it's an English surname derived from an old French version of the name Alfred, meaning uh, elf and meaning council. But, like, he also, they don't give him a first name either. Um, then there's Malsabur. We've heard of him, I believe, correct? Yeah. It says Malsabur, Malsabur, too, was a dark wizard, possibly son of Malsabur, the first guy. Another Slytherin fought during several battles of the first Wizarding War, imprisoned in Azkaban, escaped. Um, during the second Wizarding War, he fought more battles, like the, one of the mysteries, then after... Uh, that he was imprisoned in Azkaban. He escaped in 97, possibly fought in the battle of Hogwarts. Um, he was presumably killed or imprisoned again in Azkaban after the battle of Hogwarts. Um, may, may refer to, so the etymology may refer to muscle or a hepatitis, hepa, hepa, hepatitis. I don't know. Meaning smelter. It is an alternative name for the gentle son of Hera and husband of Aphrodite. Um, Hephaestus. Why Hephaestus? <laughs> There's so many words that I just That's don't. how you say that name. Hephaestus. Um, who had a club foot and was a craftsman and blacksmith. That's spelled incorrectly on the internet. In Greek mythology, in Roman mythology, he was the god of fire and metal. <laughs> what? <laughs> Metallurgy, which says Vulcan. 
Um, more like the author is making a reference to a character in John Milton's Paradise Lost. Mulsiver is a story be- based on mankind failing, except it says falling into sin and the struggle of heaven and hell. Mulsiver was a fallen angel who was the architect of Pandemonium, the capital of hell and home to the demons council. Um, you know, so yeah, it says fun things on the internet. Next, we're going to talk about... Good gosh. I know. There's 12 of them, Tiffany. <sighs> we're going to talk about Rookwood. We've heard of him. Rookwood. Death Eater. Dark Wizard. Uh, he was um, part of the first Wizarding War. After the height of the first war, he was named by his comrade, Igor Kokorov. Uh, he was arrested and imprisoned in um, Azkaban. He has curly hair, if you want to know. Well, the man that played him, yes. Uh, we see that he this is part is of the mass breakout, huh? I'm to believe that that yes. is Rookward. So he escaped mass breakout in 1996. Fought in se- I love how I keep saying they fought in several battles, but like, really, how many were there? There's like not that many. But he was in the Department of um, Mysteries, obviously. Mm-hmm. He's going to be in prison again. He's going to escape again in 1997. He's going to um, be in the Battle of Hogwarts. Uh, and he was defeated by Aberforth Dumbledore. I like when I first saw that, I just saw a Dumbledore and I was like, wait, Albus isn't there. <laughs> um, this is his fate after Voldemort's final defeat is unknown. It's possible that he was imprisoned in Azkaban again for his various crimes. Um, we know dark arts, martial magic, magical knowledge. Those are his skills and abilities. <laughs> martial magic. <laughs> martial magic. <laughs> Yeah. Etymology. It says Rookwood was named as um, Algernon Rookward in the first edition, first UK editions of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, but his name was reverted to Augustus again later on. This mistake was corrected in the US edition of the text. So like most of these dudes don't even have first names. At least he's getting one. Augustus Mm. is Latin for magic or vulnerable, except it says majestic. What's going on? Derived from the Latin um augury to increase it was the title given to the first emperor of rome and subsequently to make other roman empires rooks Every... are known to be extremely sociable birds and also have a kind of caw that sounds like a croak i can't do that rookwood is indicated to be a sociable wizard and when he was seen speaking to Voldemort, he was hoarse and his tone was described as a croak the surname oh, rookwood <laughs> may also come from ambrose rookwood one of the conspirators of the gunpowder plot in 19, except it says 1605. I don't know what that is. Oh, that's like a real life thing. Had to do with James the first assassination. Wow. Assassination attempt against James King James the first in England. Rookwood is also a family name in the 1834 romance by the same name, uh, written by William Harrison Ainsworth in the novel. The Rookwood family are described as quite negatively. Uh, no mate ever Brookwood, a Rook of the Rookwood, a Mary saying it is and true. No woman ever stood in a Rookwood's way, but she was speedily removed. That's certain. Other possible references from Rookwood are the surname Turpin, Lisa Turpin from Turpin the Time. famous Highwaymen and the Hand of Glory that is the subject of a poem within the book. I'm on the hand uh, of glory. <laughs> Due to his baleful and ugly appearance in the movies, Rookwood is commonly mistaken for Adolphus for Lestrange. 
This is a lot of salsa. I know. He was played by Richard Tried Trender. Trender. In Order of the Phoenix and Deathly Hallows Part 2. Not Part 1? No. Mm. Yeah, now we're on to the Lestranges. Sorry that you guys have to listen to me talk for this so long. This is just long. a lot of people. Yeah, it is. I mean. But like I, like, I feel like we didn't it's know all, all of these people. But I'm also not giving, like, I'm not trying I know to... Rook Word. She's <laughs> get out of my life. I literally so every let's... single time you say Augustus, I just gloop. sing Augustus Gloop. Like, I literally, Augustus, I can't help it. Augustus Gloop. <laughs> let's talk about Rabastan Lestrange. I would love to with you. He was a pure blood wizard. Read he was it the to brother me. of Rodolphus Lestrange, mm-hmm. brother-in-law of Bellatrix, and possibly the son of Lestrange. Okay. Really? <laughs> he was a Death Eater who fought in the first Wizarding War. The Lestranges were among Lord Voldemort's most loyal and trusted servants, the only ones who searched for him after his first downfall. Um, we know that Rabistan Rodolphus, Bellatrix, Barty Crouch Jr., participated in the torture and permanent incapacitation of Alice and Frank Longbottom, and they were sentenced to life imprisonment in Azkaban. We obviously see that didn't work out so well for them. Or the prison, because they're out now. They escaped. Um, again, with the several battles, but we know that they're, he's going to participate in the Battle of the Department of Mysteries mm-hmm. and possibly the Battle of Hogwarts. Um, it says, after Lord Voldemort's final defeat, he was p- presumably killed or imprisoned in Azkaban once more. Um, it says he was p- possibly born before 1964. Uh, Bellatrix, in case y'all care, was born in 1951. So she's uh, he's obviously much younger than them. I will get to I don't know exactly when Rodolphus is born, so we'll see. Again, this is saying he was sort of Slytherin, just like his brother. They're death eaters. Um <laughs> uh so it says like soon after the conflict ended, so like as we've talked about, I didn't realize until we did this podcast that they tortured the Lestranges after Voldemort died. Well, not died, but like was defeated. So after um, you know, October 31st, the powder people are no longer minus Harry. He's still alive, but Voldemort's also no longer. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily. So the physical appearance was, he was described as quite a, quite a, quite, what is that? Thin man. Where? It's unknown if Azkaban took a toll on his appearance. Oh. As a death eater, he bore the dark mark on his left inner forearm, which faded to a mere scar upon Voldemort's death. He was a very loyal dark death eater, willing to use the dark arts to commit atrocities for the sake of his master. He was a dark death eater. It says he was not as brave or as calm as his brother, as he is described as nervous looking during his trial in 1981, with his eyes darting around the crowd. Uh, his magical abilities, dueling in dark arts. <laughs> the um, etymology, it says, Rabistan might be a play on Rastaban, the traditional name of one of the stars of the constellation Draco. Interesting. Mm. This is derived from an Arabic phrase, um, Ras al-Thuban, meaning head of the serpent. The snake is a symbol strongly connected with Voldemort and Slytherin. The star is also known as Awaid, meaning who is to be destroyed in Arabic. His name might otherwise be derived from the Germanic elements Robin, which is Raven, and Stein, which is Stone, the later of which became Stan in Old English. Um, Germanic origins of his brother's name might support this theory. Um, Lestrange echoes the French phrase, Lestrange, I 
probably butchered that meaning literally meaning the strange one at old English estranged means foreigner. The surname may allude to English journalist Roger Lestrange, who was known for opposing religious toleration and for being involved in plots against the government of William and Mary, similar to the Lestrange's intolerance about blood purity and involvement in the Death Eaters organizations. Um, it says, interesting, this is under, like, behind the scenes, it says Sirius Black does not mention him as a member of the gang of Slytherins during his time at Hogwarts, though Ravisan's brother and sister-in-law were. Hmm. It is possible he did not attend Hogwarts at the same time as his brother, though it's also likely that Sirius simply did not name the entire group. I got so nervous for a second because I thought I totally clicked out of this. Who are we on? We're on Bellatrix. We got Bellatrix, and then we're going to talk about her husband. We don't Eleven of a lot 12. to say about Bellatrix. <laughs> 11 of 12. 11 of 12. <laughs> so Bellatrix, we know who she is. She's the <laughs> eldest daughter of uh, her parents, sisters, Narcissa and Andromeda. She was not the eldest. She's the, Is she older than Andromeda? Why did I think Andromeda was the oldest? I think so. I guess. I always thought Andromeda was the oldest, but I guess she's the middle daughter because Narcissa... Narcissa is the youngest. Yeah. So Narcissa was born in 1955 and um, Bellatrix was born in 1951. Nobody cares about that. Um, obviously, we know she loves Voldemort. She's a Death Eater before he goes. She's a Death Eater after. She's a Death Eater to the day she dies. Mm. Uh, she's willing to do whatever it takes. We see her literally kill her family members. Um, mm-hmm. Also, torture Hermione. Never She's surrender. just a bad person. Uh, we'll eventually do a Felix. We'll probably do a Felix Files on a lot of these peeps. Maybe not all of those. We've already done Death Eater ones, but like Bellatrix, my friend. Yeah, crazy. she'll get her own. She'll get multiples. Um, she was sentenced, in li- sentenced to life in Azkaban because she was part of the torture um, of the Longbottoms. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that she breaks out from Azkaban. We know mm-hmm. that she then um, gets very close to Voldemort and bores his child. Bears his child? Bears. Bores, bears. Um, she has his <laughs> daughters. So she's just like, let's continue this evil line. Um, she's part of like the whole thing with Dumbledore. She um, goes with her sister to make the unbreakable vow. <laughs> I'm just thinking of around in my head being like, you know, you can't break an unbreakable vow. <laughs> Mm-mm. You die. Uh, so she's just kind of like you know not great. Are um, you sure? Yeah. Helena Bottom Carter is though. Yeah, she's a great actress. Good I really Lord. really like her. How lovely. Um, so I don't want to talk too much about her because there's a lot to say, and y'all have been listening to me for quite a long time. How long can somebody clock this? <laughs> How long has Sasa been speaking? Tiffany hates when I talk. I do. Just saying. No, I love the sweet docile tones. Then why are you commenting so much that I keep on talking? Because I'm not done with my section after all these people. Because you're talking very fast. And I don't have much to say. (laughs) So her skills, (laughs) dark arts, dueling, uh, nonverbal magic, charms, occlumency. Um, I don't know if this is okay. I was going to say, I'm like, I don't know if this is canon or not, but I know in a lot of internet stories, Draco learns his skills with occlumency and like um, uh, from her. Interesting. Um, also, a great skill to have if you know you have the Dark Lord living in your house. Are you head cannoning that? Yes. In my head cannon, she's not kind to anyone, including him. Um, mm. But I also kind of have a little bit of spot, soft spot for him. But that's, you know, we not know. here nor there. We know. But she allegedly trained her nephew, Draco Malfoy, in occlumency as part of his mission to kill Albus Dumbledore. 
Um, and it says this training was effective enough that Draco was able to black out Severus Snape at least on one occasion. Uh, she's also can apparate, you know, she's good at flying, I guess. <laughs> uh, cause she participated in the battle of the seven potters via broomstick teaching skills. Cause she taught Draco occlumency. Um, she also unwittingly taught Harry how to properly use the unforgivable curses, given how he acknowledged that his success on the Cruciatus curse was actually from her taunting. Cause he's like, yeah, you really got to mean it. And he does when he does it to the caro that spits on, uh, uh, McGonagall. Mm-hmm. And it says, indomitable willpower uh, possessions. She's got a wand. She's got a second wand. She's got some knives. She's got the Lestrange vault, which has a replica of the Sword of Gryffindor. Um, we know her family. She's pure blood. Because um, she is. We know her family. <laughs> She's a black. She marries into the Lestrange family. They're also pure blood. Although she never has any children with her husband. She has children, a child with. Um, Voldemort. Voldemort. Good old Tom. Delphine. Yeah. Delphine Riddle. Good What's old her name Delphine. mean? What's her name mean? Delphine? Yeah. Is it Delphine or mean. just Delphi? I thought it was Delphi. I thought it was. I don't know. Oh, crap. It's not crap. <laughs> <laughs> it's not all crap. <laughs> it's crap riddle. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, I wonder what her name means. Somebody Google it. My hand is too Delphine. far away. Maybe it's Look at the you, name Delphine may be related to Delphinius. Delphinus, a constellation, constellation in the northern makes sense. sky. Makes sense. This constellation is said to be depict a dolphin, and its name derives from Delphinius, the Latin word for the mare. Gosh. Marine. Marine mammal. All right, I don't want to draw parallels, but Katie's Patronus is a dolphin. <laughs> and <laughs> so it talks about, you know, the House of Black. A lot of them have constellation like, names, what? mainly no. all of them. In Greek mythology, Delphine was the name of a female dragon who was appointed by her mother, the earth goddess Gaia, to guard the Pythia commonly known as the Oracle of Delphi. Some hmm. myths describe Delphine as being a half maiden, half snake. What? Similar, creature similar to Actina. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Just uh, this could be a reference to Voldemort's inhuman appearance and his relationship with Bellatrix Lestrange. I enjoy this. In the, I love how this is totally not at all on topic. Um, in the yeah. alternative timeline where Voldemort won, Delphi operated under the alias the Augury. In the Wizarding World, Auguries, also known as Irish Phoenix, are sinister-looking blackbirds that they believe foretold death when they cried. Right. Like banshee. Uh, this is very similar to her father's chosen name, Voldemort, which means fight of death, except it says flight, flight. of death. The fight I can't death. read in French. Augury is derived from the Latin word um, augury, meaning the omen or portent of the future. Um, it says, observing the name Delphine analogically, uh, as presumably many have done already with the name of Voldemort's familiar Nagini and the suffix I-N-I, uh, denotes femininity in Sanskrit and similar languages. Um, you know, there's more to say on that. We can talk about that in a Felix Files. Yeah. True. Were you going to say more, Megan? I was just going to say, I liked the the very last bit of that that said um, the name Delphi could be related to the Oracle of Delphi, 
in this context, Delphini could mean prophetess or female soothsayer. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to Bellatrix and that horrible person she is. Um, talking about specifically Tonks because we talked about her husband. Um, she attacks her niece at least three on at least three occasions. And uh, because, you know, she doesn't like her sister marrying a uh, muggle and Tonks is a half blood and she doesn't like that. She also doesn't like that. She, he, she married a uh, werewolf, which is Remus Lupin. I don't like and that she either. Eventually succeeds. <laughs> okay. You have a wife. He eventually, or Bellatrix eventually murders Tonks during the battle of Hogwarts. <laughs> so that is how she dies. Unfortunately. I'll marry Megan. She cooks good too. No, I she do. Lies. Thank you. <laughs> You have um, Remus. <laughs> Meg's the cooler. etymology of Bellatrix, <laughs> like the House of Black, Bellatrix's name is derived from that of a star. Bellatrix is the third brightest star in the constellation Orion. It is also known. <laughs> what is that thing from Black or uh, Men in Black when it's like the galaxy's on like Orion's belt or something? Oh, like yes. yeah. Um, and it's on a little kitty cat. Mm-hmm. It is also known as the Amazon star, which is one of Orion's seven brightest stars. In fact, it's the 27th brightest star in the night sky. The Amazons were warrior women in Greek mythology, which is presumably an allusion to Bellatrix being among the most dangerously skilled death eaters. Her name likely has a Latin, French and English origins. Bella is Latin for both the plural of bellum, meaning war and the feminine singular adjective, meaning beautiful. Trix is Latin feminine suffix, i.e. Bellatrix is the Latin word for a female warrior or personification of feminine beauty. Bellatrix also translates directly to warlike. And then we already talked about Lestrange. Um, So, yeah, there's more to talk about her because, you know, it's Bellatrix. We know her. We see her. She actually has a lot of lines in the movie i wonder here's a real question who has more lines in harry potter movies bellatrix lestrange or Ginny weasley oh Bella I, think someone, I think someone counted i don't know if it was like sentences or if it was words that Ginny said in all of the movies and they came up to like 26 yeah it's something so ridiculous and let's talk about our last man our last death dude that is at the battle of hogwarts I mean, we're the Department of Mysteries. He was a pure blood wizard. His brother's Rabistan. They're Death Eaters. They fought in the first wizarding war. He also helped uh, torture the Longbottoms and was in prison. And then he broke out. Where is this picture from? I don't know. <laughs> uh, and it says here that he was born pre-1964. Um, and then he fought um, in several battles. Department of Mysteries, the Battle of Seven Potters. Um, it says after Lord Voldemort's final defeat, Rodolphus was imprisoned in Azkaban once more. It says in 2020, he escaped from Azkaban once again and was set and set to look for Voldemort and Bellatrix's 2020 illegitimate daughter, Delphine, informing her of her destiny and heritage. Um, what a year. Yeah. That um, picture looks like it's from a video game. <laughs> Something. It looks like maybe it's from Hogwarts Mystery or something of this nature. Maybe. I wish that like it gave us. Um, so this also says that he attended Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry in the 1970s. He's also a Slytherin. 
Um, he became friends with many other pure-blooded students, and according to Sirius Black, joined a group of death, except this is just his friends, that included many future death eaters like Bellatrix Black. It's so weird to say her name. Yeah, it yeah. really is. Bellatrix Black, Lucius Malfoy, um, Evan Rosier, and Severus Rosier. Snape. So, like, they've got to be closer in age um, because they all started school in 71 like the marauders and snape and everything and lily sure um and i don't know if you really care about this but bill weasley was born in 1970 so like whoa yeah he's he's around yeah that's bananas yeah and i like i like having those things to like put you you put your mind kind of in perspective of uh-huh. like what's going on and like yes. you think i feel like in my mind like i think, think they're so young but really like they're all so young Yes, like you forget yeah, how you young do. just like, because the actors Snape and things like that, and and Sirius and Remus, because we're those are the ones that we see, and then there's there's, there's Wormtail who looks like he's ninety, which is not true, but rude. They all look way older because they are older. Lived as a rat. That's gonna like take your the toll <laughs> yeah. on your skin, man. Um. So his physical description or appearance: he was a tall, thin, thick-set man with dark hair, and after being in Azkaban, he appeared thin, and his looks might have diminished. Obviously, as a death eater, he's got the dark mark on his arm. Um, and it says he was one of his most loyal followers; therefore, could be considered sadistic. Except that's not the word, sadistic, and a pure-blood supremacist. Um, yeah, he tortured the Longbottoms. It says he stood to be a reasonably skilled wizard. He managed to use the Cruciatus Curse to devastating effects, driving Frank and Alice to insanity. He also managed to escape Azkaban three times before 2020. An unprecedented feat with apparently no outside help in the last case. Isn't that interesting? Azkaban, why are you letting people out? Uh, skills, dark arts, martial art, martial magic, I'm sorry, and flying. <laughs> Uh, he dueled his niece during the flight in a losing effort. Obviously, we know his wife is Bellatrix. He's got a stepdaughter. Duffy claimed that Rodolphus found her after many years of him being in prison. It is unknown what sort of relationship he had with his wife's daughter. But it's possible that Del- uh, that as Delphi was the daughter of Lord uh, Voldemort, he may have had some level of respect for her. It's also possible that he taught her the dark arts and how to duel. Hmm. What? No, just interesting. Okay. Um, let's talk about the etymology. Rodolphus is the Latin form of the name Rudolph, which is derived from the Germanic phrase Rodolf, meaning famous wolf. Hmm. This may allude to the prominent Nazi Rudolf Hess, as the Death Eater ideology has similarities mm-hmm. um, to those of Nazism, according to the author. Removing the I, Rodolphus is Greek for rosy-cheeked. Um, yeah. It says, behind the scenes... The author has revealed that Bellatrix's uh, true love was Voldemort, suggesting that the Lestrange's marriage was not affectionate, at least on the part of Bellatrix, who merely made a respectable pureblood marriage, as was expected of her. Yeah. Rodolphus's feelings were not known. I feel like every I feel like that was so that was just like a known unsaid thing. Like everybody knew, like, yeah, she's married, but the only reason why she is married is for pure blood reasons yeah um it says in half blood print someone by the name lestrange is shown having gone to school with tom riddle it is unknown if this person is rodolphus's father or another relative 
It is unknown if Rodolphus was aware of Voldemort giving Helga Hufflepuff's cup to Bellatrix or if he was aware of its present in his family presence in his family vault. And then it says he must might may have been a seer as he told Delphine a prophecy of the Dark Lord's return. You know, Um, and that's all we got time for today. Y'all, that was a lot. And I apologize. You had to listen to me for so long. because clearly (laughs) Tiffany didn't enjoy it. (laughs) Back to the chapter. I love listening to you. (laughs) So he's named all of these people and telling them where to go, which why you really should use code names in case, you know, could be used against you. But what do I know? You could take people's memories out and put them in a little pulse sleeve. I'd be like, yeah, here's all the dudes he named. There's Lucius Malfoy at the command. Um, anyway, so Hermione asks Harry, like, what are we going to do? And of course, like, they can't stay where they are. So they're going to start running and they start t- trying to run as quietly as they can towards the exit. Um, and they're like almost there when they hear something like massive collide with the door um, that Hermione had charmed shut. In my head, it's probably one of the bodies, not bodies. It doesn't matter. Like one of them. So, I mean, it's either Jugson or Dolov because they're the ones that were mm. told to go straight ahead, which what, that was the door. I don't know if that's really them like trying to shove the door, but mm-hmm. in my head, that's what they did. So then a voice, obviously one of those men, says to stand aside and uses Alohomora to <laughs> open the door. Throwback. And the door <laughs> opens. Um, so Harry, Hermione, and Neville, they dive under the desks. And uh, they can see the bottom of like the two Death Eaters, like kind of walking around like he sees their, they see their robes and like their shoes and they're moving rapidly. Um, and we know this to be Jugson and Dalahov. Then one says they might have run through the room. In my head, I don't know why. I feel like Jugson is the one to say they're being like, oh, they probably ran straight through. And the other one's like, let's check under the desks first. They're not identified yeah. on like which is which yeah. is saying what. Yes. I just no, kind of feel like, oh. um, I just kind of feel like Dalahov because we know more things that he's done he definitely is like unfortunately a really smart dude when it comes to this kind of stuff so like he would never assume that they're not in the room yeah and just like leave yeah Yeah. i just i just have myself have assumed that it was dalahov being like gotta look everywhere yeah yeah so harry sees like one of the death eaters drawing to bend down to look and so he hits him with a stupefy so that guy goes flying into the grandfather clock that's there like knocking it over while the other death eater like ducks out of the way real quick um and he dies so he dodges a spell and then he points his wand at hermione and literally got half of the killing curse out and that's where we're gonna end and tiffany will pick it up in the next episode part two so Havana! Up three. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's up? Oh, yeah. This is me. Hi. Yeah. Now it, it is happened? time for the lightning bolt round. <laughs> Let's see. Your, your lightning is so much cooler than mine. <laughs> your lightning sounds like that cat picture. Yeah. Who's lightning? Yours. Oh, I don't know who you were talking about. And I was like, what uh, lightning are you talking about? I was talking about you. Oh my gosh. There are. Now she's trying to get back into my good graces after she made me feel bad about talking. What? Yeah. You shouldn't feel bad <laughs> about talking. I just, you, you talked a lot. I mean, facts are facts. No, it's good information. Never speaking again. We should know who was there. 
And now we do. <laughs> um, okay. So first question comes from Barack Harrison. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sarah just checked the time on this episode and we both left. Yeah, I know. Um, a third of the chapter. <laughs> a headliner's going to be a mess. <laughs> Uh, so hosts Harry's signature spell is Expelliarmus. Ginny's yeah. are the Bat Bogey Hex and Reducto. What would your go-to de- defensive or offensive spell be? Avada Kedavra. Jesus. <laughs> <Sarah>. <laughs> I'm kidding. It wouldn't be. Um, <laughs> just, are you laughing at me? Just yeah. straight up. I'm it was just out. like literally no emotion. <laughs> seconds Avada. after I finished the question, Avada Kedavra. <laughs> um, I don't know. Well, like probably honestly, like expel the armors because like it knocks their wand out of their hand, right? But it also can like if it's powerful enough, n- enough it can knock them on their tush, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, all the way down to a tush. All the way down to a tush. Yeah, Mine is sucked up separate. <laughs> oh my god. Hair cutting takes a lot of concentration. No, I don't know. Uh, stupefy, maybe Protego. Oh. I think that Those... Reducto is pretty BA. Reducto? Yeah, but like maybe not aiming at a human because that. I feel like that you? would just like. It would Reducto blast you, your butt you know back. What I mean? That's what it would do. I feel like it would be a part. I, feel I would like use you, Reducto willingly on a human. My God. <laughs> I, I, I think that would literally make oh them. my. Like, I don't think that's going to blow them back. I think it's going to be like. Kaboosh. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Because it does that to like rocks and stuff, right? Rocks and stuff. Rocks. This <laughs> <laughs> one is too big. Katie, what would you do? Kathy, let's use our code names. Kathy. Oh, that's like Kathy. worse than Catherine. Uh, Protego. I'd go defensive. Hufflepuff. You said Protego, Tiffany. Yeah. I said stupefy too. I said Sectumsempra first. Um, I also really like Confringo. Use light and stuff on what fire. What if I use like confundus? Then I confuse them. I can get the heck out of there. You're mm. too kind. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I bombard one, those people. Get them out of bombard my way. Maximum. I think that's literally just another way to like, unfortunately, end their lives. What if you lumos someone right in the face? Ooh, that's probably a good Dude, idea though. You know? Like, think about like when you yeah. look at the sun because you're not supposed to. Yeah. Blind or when someone turns a flashlight on in your face, same thing. Yeah. I wonder I wonder if like you could make so you know how like when if you <laughs> if you spin around really fast you get dizzy. I wonder if there's a spell that you can shoot at someone and they get really dizzy and they like can't look like so they've they, been then you go running and they can't run after you because they're too dizzy and they're gonna fall over. Vertigo. <laughs> I like that. How about Rictum Sempra, the tickling spell? That would yeah. that could like really That's, yeah, that could be abusive realistically. That could be torturous. Meg yeah. trapped me one time. <laughs> Like, usually I can get out of, like, almost anything that she tries to, like, pin me down so she can tickle me because I hate being tickled. But one time, I mean, like, it was the stuff of nightmare. It was, it was panic. the best. Like, I could never got her that good no, before. No, but that's genuinely, that's, like, can be super abusive. 
Um, uh, if you tickle someone too long or if they don't like it, Megan. I know. Loves it. I, mm, <laughs> but truthfully, it was like terrifying because I could not move. It was like, <laughs> I don't know when this is going to end. I could laugh for the rest of my life. I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. The next question comes from Lori A. Um, and she says, yes or no. Would you have handed mm. over the prophecy if you knew that your friends would leave safely? If I knew for sure, yes. Here's here's my thing that like that would never have happened. They would not have left safely. I agree. It's a yes or no question. I understand that, but if but we were not in a situation yes no that answer, Harry is, Tiffany. I don't know. <laughs> here's here's my thing. If I'm being a thousand percent honest, I would have smashed it. I would have ran and smashed it and been like, "What now?" Okay, I have to read something because we continue to talk about smashing the prophecy. And all I can think of is Emperor's New Groove. I've never seen it. <laughs> what? Ah, how I'm shall kidding. I do it? Oh, I know. I'll turn him into a flea. A harmless little flea. <laughs> and then I'll put that flea in a box. And then I'll put that box inside of another box. And then I'll mail that box to myself. And when it arrives, I'll smash it with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I movie. will say that I do want to watch it now because I watched it one time. And I was just like, it's yeah. so and I think I would funny. enjoy it now so funny we'll watch it together because it's so good it's so good you know what i really like speaking of movies like that the spongebob squarepants movie yeah that's a quality film isn't there i think i've seen that one we've seen i've seen it yeah i rode the hasselhoff (laughs) what does he say he's like tell him about looking for like the the bubble blowing babies he's like and don't think we don't know how to we I feel like that is Sarah's favorite thing. You to guys say. went yeah. through like three episodes where you quoted that same movie like right in a row. Because it's so good. <laughs> don't think we don't. Um. Anyways, back to this question. No. Yeah, I would not have. I just because it, I you know I wouldn't have trusted precious. that. Yeah. Um. Well. Yeah. But what if you knew via Veritaserum? But I think no, because then you, more, then you got. So, I'm handing him what he Voldemort wants. Has power, knowledge, real, the weapon. Realistically, like if if I was Harry and I had the prophecy, I even if like I for a hundred percent didn't know. I like I you know that they're they're gonna kill those kids like the second they get the prophecy. They don't care. Yeah, but also thinking like they want this prophecy so bad there's no way i'm giving it to them someone else in my head probably thinking like someone else has to know what this is about but also if they don't i'm willing to smash it so they don't get that information and if i don't like i've lived almost he's lived out what almost 16 years without having that information he'll be okay not knowing yeah because really, like, do we think like it means? I don't know. I, I mean, like, like I does guess it really the change anything? Eh, no, right? Yeah. Um, the next question comes from Julio. Do you think Neville would be capable of using the Cruciatus Curse on Bellatrix if he got the chance? Yes. Yeah, for I sure. Think so. I think so. I don't think he would. Honestly, I don't think he would have done it, but I think he's capable of doing it. Yeah. Capable. Yeah. Do I it. No, for sure. Yeah. Look at us. I think, like, I think, I think that it's wild. The reason, like, I think he's, he's 
he's not willing to do it because he's like, I'm not going to stoop to your level, Mm -hmm. but he is a thousand percent able to do it. Stoop kid. Soup days Um, afraid to eat soup. (laughs) Next question comes from Sam. As there's very little mental health, do you think that do you think they may suggest removing memories like Dumbledore does to be a means to lessen the painful memories to deal with the trauma at a later time? We talked about Mm this on Don't Call Me Crazy podcast. Yeah. Yes. What did did we say? I'm wondering if I agree with what I said then. We just I don't think that's a good idea. We just compared a lot of things like muggle world to wizarding world we just discussed this um yeah we said yeah. that it oh, maybe like it would be means. something that they like a pensive might be a, a form of coping of coping yeah All, we kind of concluded that everything was more just a band-aid yes as opposed to mm-hmm. actually helping right mm-hmm. like like is it a band-aid fix possibly is it a good way to fix it no like i can see using a pensive to like take a different point of view per se and yeah. look at it from a different way and see the situation yeah. for how it was in truth rather than what you thought it was. But as for like removing memories, I don't think that would be a healthy solution. Yeah. You can't run away yeah. from your problems. Thank you, Simba. Welcome. Um, okay, the next question comes from Ash Ketchum. Yeah. Do you think that Voldemort (laughs) Pokemon? Do you think that Voldemort gained more followers with his words or through fear of him? Words, words, words. I would say words. I'd say words. He uh, much like Grindelwald, but not as eloquent. Preyed upon the fears, amplified them, and gave them an outlet. Gaslit that stuff. Yeah, started with people doing real life. I think it started with words. I thought you said Star Wars. No, started with (laughs) words and then that's the Padawan (laughs) transmission. Kept them with fear. Mm, mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Yeah, mm -hmm. I could see that. Initially, got them with words and kept them with fear. Things. I like that. Um, Mm -hmm. that is all we're gonna do, especially because this episode's running really long. So I just want to for a third of the chapter. Yeah, I want to be. The very best. best. Oh my God. No, like one no one ever was. was. Ba, 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 da, da. <laughs> to catch them is my real test. To train them is, is my, my cause. cause. I will travel across the land. <laughs> I could go on. Yep. <laughs> could you? Searching. Yeah, you talk about me talking so long. You're singing ba, Pokemon ba, ba, songs. Ba, this is a Pokemon podcast, is it not? Yeah. I gotta go. I gotta leave. <laughs> I can't do no, it. No, Sarah, you're the one who doesn't know anything about it, and we're learning. I don't know. I learning. don't not know anything. I know something. You're just I can jealous. Name, like, five Pokemon. You're just jealous. So I can talk about Rock Dude. I can talk about Rocky now. I know that other one, Ivysaur. She's talking about she learned Geodude. an Ivysaur and she learned Geodude the other day. Call some I like to call it my code name for him is Rocky. <gasps> woo! Woo! Three weeks in a row. Woo! Three weeks in a row. Woo! We won again. Woo! Just saying. <sighs> Bingo. I literally Ravenclaw. I put my so I never, y'all, my fellow Ravenclaws, I never wear Swish stuff when recording. <gasps> You are wearing a Swish sweatshirt. But I put it on today. I was like, you know what? I'm going to wear my Swish stuff because 
we won two weeks in a row when I was wearing Swish stuff last week. So I'm like, I got to do it for the Ravenclaws. Yeah, I had it on underneath my sweatshirt. Mm, close to your heart. Yeah. I don't remember what sweatshirt I had on, but I don't think it was. Third or nothing, baby. Y'all. I want to quote Ravenclaw. Did we also say Kara got bingo shine. for Ravenclaw? Kara got Kara? bingo. Yeah. Shout out You're to Kara. Friend. She won bingo for this You're episode. Good job, Kara. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you, Kara. And your fellow Ravenclaws appreciate you as well. I'm wearing pajama jams. Ravenclaw. I'm wearing. I'm wearing Swiss shirt. Am I? You are. You were wearing. And, you know, it was pretty awesome because magically everybody turned into a Slytherin. So I guess it worked in my favor a little Get bit. Did it? You were in fourth place with 40 points and Ravenclaw was in first place with 310. So <laughs> did it work? <laughs> Ravenclaw smash it like a prophecy. So uh, I'm going to do it I'll- again. Well, get 40 points. Okay. All right. Good job, Ravenclaw. Good job. Yeah. Good job. Give me the fan story. Just kidding, All right. Ravenclaws. Well done. Well done. However. Ooh. I'm just I got interrupted by a yard. All right. This fan story comes from Liz. It's from October 2019. Hi, Liz. Hello, wonderful ladies. My name is Liz, and I suppose it's time I sent in my Potter story since I've been listening for over a year now. I held off sending it in because I, when I discovered your podcast, I realized my Potter story was still being written and has a long way to go. But I realized it's never going to be over, so here I go. First, here's my Potter profile. My house is Gryffindor. Shout out to you, Tiffany. My second ah. house is definitely Hufflepuff. Shout out to you too, Katie. Woo-woo. My wand is Hazelwood with a phoenix feather core. <gasps> Is ten and three quarter inches and has reasonably sl- supple flexibility. That is so close to Tiffany's wand. Mm-hmm. It, it is. <laughs> and my Patronus is a mongrel dog, which is the best thing ever because I'm obsessed with dogs. Shout out to Fuzzy Bear. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I think I love you. <laughs> my favorite book is Hot Cup of Fire, and my favorite movie is Deathly Hallows Part One. Now here goes my Potter story. I was first introduced to the movies when I was around seven years old when my sister's friend came over to our house and brought Sorcerer's Stone for us to watch. My sister didn't like it at all, and I became absolutely (laughs) obsessed. At that time, the first three movies had come out, but only the first two were out on DVD and the first five books were out. So I rented the Chamber movie as soon as I could and then immediately wanted to read the books, but they were a little above my reading level. So my dad and I read them together. We read one chapter together every night, so I love the pace of your podcast. Saw the mm-hmm. movies as they were released and went to the midnight book releases for books six and seven. We continued to read like this up until the seventh book was released. And I was old enough to read the books on my own. And we took our first international family trip together to the UK about a week after the last book came out. So naturally, I insisted on taking the book to read on the trip and I tore through it. No more patience for just one chapter a day. That experience of finishing Potter in London is an experience I treasure so much still to this day. Harry Potter has brought Mm -hmm. me and my dad together in so many ways, and I will always be so grateful to Joe for strengthening the bond that we share through the world she created. After I finished the seventh book, I still went to the movies with my dad, but I kind of grew out of Harry Potter and it felt like a thing of the past. I still watched the movies whenever I would think of it, and all the rereads I tried always failed by the time I got to Chamber, which is my least favorite book for a good reason. But in my last quarter of college, I discovered Swish after a recommendation from my Harry Potter obsessed friend, and my Potter Potter story was reanimated. 
I binge listened to Swish literally every free moment I had and was so lost when I ran out of episodes. It was the perfect time to rediscover Potter. And I want to thank you ladies for helping me find my way back home to Hogwarts because I so needed it in the months to come. Because senior year of college is crazy busy, I promised myself that I would reread the entire Harry Potter series as soon as I graduated. The day after classes ended, I picked up Sorcerer's Stone and completed my first ever complete reread of Potter. During this time, I started a new job that completely took a toll on my mental health and I ended up in a not great place with depression and anxiety. My personal safety was at risk multiple times and I experienced some serious secondhand trauma on the job. But luckily, I had switched to listen to on my way to work. You gals literally got me out my door and to work with your episodes and helped me get through really tough days with the anticipation and excitement to listen to Swish on my way home from work. And Joe helped me and comforted me when I was having trouble sleeping with the pages of her books. Luckily, I was offered a once in a lifetime scholarship just six months into that job and was able to leave on good terms. I'm now living in Southern Europe. I'm originally from <gasps> Chicago. That's and awesome. Right. <laughs> and I'm going to see Harry Potter and the Cursed Child in London for my birthday this year. Crazy to think of how my Potter story has changed and grown. And really, it all started with Swish. I've become that oh. crazy obsessed Harry Potter friend that we all have. And I'm so proud of it. You ladies have brought me and the other Swishers so much joy. And I can't thank you enough for all you do. Don't let the muggles get you down. Liz. Oof. I have a little bit of tears in my eyes. A little bit. A <laughs> little bit. <laughs> Oh my gosh. First of all, finishing Potter in London. So cool. That's yeah, so, that cool. Is so cool. Oh my gosh. But I feel like I was right there with you in that lull where the first two movies were out and the first five books were out. Like I remember that time and mm-hmm. I remember watching Chamber of Secrets over and over and over again until everybody in my house hated me. <laughs> oh, I did that with the first one to the point where they're like, you're watching it again. And I was oh, like, yeah, my I am. God. You know what's going to happen? I'm going to watch again after that. Oh, my God. What a time. What a time. That lull in between books. But, I mean, it sounds like, you know, I know we're like two years later, but it sounds like you're doing so well. And I'm so glad that you're, you know, in a good place in your life and happy to be a part of getting you up and out the door. Yeah. That's, I love those stories. That's amazing. Yeah. That's why we do what we do. For so real. Thank you for being a part of our community. You said some really freaking sweet stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You're some freaking sweet stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a good time for a joke. Yeah, I'm trying to find one. You know, I think I'm just going through all. Of Someone the good sent ones. us a joke on Facebook Messenger. I think. Ooh, read that one too. I I didn't read it. Do you want me to? Yeah. Well, I and I'll oh, we'll read two. We'll read two. All right. I'll just do this one that I found. Why did Crab and Goyle cross the road? Because Draco mm-hmm. told them to. Okay. All right, Katie. <laughs> As oh, she, it's, as a, she, it's a video, so I don't have to watch. As it. she oh. marks it off with her little um, pencil in her book, <laughs> she's got another one. <laughs> we need to get you the other house joke books. I know. Wait, I, can I, I yeah, have one more because sure. it's kind of apt for this episode. What's one thing Hogwarts students have to look out for? Desk eaters. <laughs> oh my goodness check it off yeah it's done i 
I have a joke. It's a well, kind of. It's a good thing Voldemort didn't attack America first. American Muggles would be no match for him. <laughs> what? <laughs> but um. <laughs> Oh my god! Where did Voldemort write down all his feelings and thoughts? Oh my gosh! In his die, Harry. <laughs> oh my god! I love that one. I like I like this one. Gotta admire Voldemort's work on Horcruxes. He really puts his soul into it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so dumb. Oh gosh! So, shall we move on? Yeah, I suppose. Make sure that you follow your hosts on social media. Myself and Katie are on Twitter and Instagram at the Petrus Family. Tiffany is on Twitter and Instagram at Tiff Swish underscore Flick, and Sarah is on Instagram at Oh Ha Ha Mally. That is with three <laughs> H's. Ding, ding. Tiffany, was that it? <laughs> that was quick. I feel like it usually takes longer for some reason, but it doesn't. Um, I'm sorry if I set off anyone's devices in this, but I have beef today with, Uh um, something to do with the Alexa. Okay. (laughs) All right. So on those devices, you can play the Harry Potter quiz and you get to like choose your level and you get to choose like your house and then you like all the points tally up and it's like a month long thing. So today I'm doing dishes and I always do it while I'm like cleaning the kitchen or like making something in the kitchen. And today she asked a question and basically it was like, where is this in the wizarding world? Well, the answer was Ravenclaw Tower because it just described like Ravenclaw Tower and it was like a quote from the book. And the reason why I have beef is, is I was answering and I answered twice and she's like, I'm sorry, my owls were hooting and made me repeat. And then I repeated it and she was like, are you using muffliato? And then she usually will ask you like until you like answer wrong or answer right or whatever. And it just cut off after that, after I was like screaming Ravenclaw Tower at it. And then it didn't give me... Any points? It was. It just it was like, no, you're wrong. You suck. Bye. <laughs> Is that exactly what Alexa said? You suck. Bye. Pretty much. You suck. No. Goodbye. You suck. Goodbye. But like, I was so upset. I was like, dude. It That's made me really bogus. Mad. So that happened to me today. I've been reading that Dumbledore book that I got that um, uh, MuggleNet put out. It's very good. So basically, it's broken down like. Albus Dumbledore and the Goblet of Fire and blah, blah, blah. So I'm at Order of the Phoenix. I was reading it a lot last night and it was like, there are some mind blowing moments about Dumbledore's relationship with Snape during the whole book of Goblet of Fire. And it is something that we never even talked about this pod on this podcast. And I'm really surprised that we never picked up on it in Goblet of Fire. What Uh, is it? Just the fact that they were not on speaking terms with each other. Who? Snape and Dumbledore. Goblet of Fire? Yes. Why? Because of the events that happened in the end of Prisoner of Azkaban. 
Oh, Remember when wow. he was unhinged in the hospital wing? You guys, there are reasons why baby. Goblet of Fire happened. <laughs> Ugh, that makes me hate him more. <laughs> oh my god! No, we'll talk. We'll talk about it for sure. But there are things that we, as our knowledgeable pod, completely missed. And so we'll. I mean. I assume that we'll go back and cover that book after we do things. And I'll bring up information as I learn it, like especially as I'm reading into the last books that we're going to cover. I will definitely like try to bring up the information I learned from that book. Oh, what uh, a baby. <laughs> oh, Brandon says, sounds like you got to start all over with book one. I guess we should. <laughs> but no, but honestly, like the, this book, I always say, but no. Or yeah, but no. What is that's a Midwestern thing. thing? I say it too. <laughs> that drives me bananas. I always say I don't like yeah, no, that. yeah, no, yeah, no. But yeah, no, for sure. What is wrong? With yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, that's the best one. Yeah, no, yeah, no I for don't sure. Like that I don't like that I do. <laughs> I think that's ingrained in my brain though. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but no. <laughs> I've been reading that, and it's really, really good, and. And I'm I'm excited for there's more there's another book by them that they, that they're coming out with. You can actually pre-order it on Amazon. Pre-order it. <laughs> <laughs> for reasons why I love you. This one, the one it's coming out in June. It says June. It <laughs> You're such a weirdo. It should arrive June twenty second. <gasps> it's all- it's right before our birthday in Swish. It's Switch's actual oh, birthday. A lot of news. It's all about um, Fantastic Beast stuff. Oh, so like beasts, we're it's like a whole done. like guide. Oh, finishing order of the Phoenix. Are you okay? Take our hand and listen. We swear we won't stop talking about Harry Potter. That didn't end great, but go on. Oh, you tried. That's bad. That's what? a sad joke. Professor Birch said. <laughs> What did Sirius say as he fell through the veil? Black out. <laughs> Holding up double peace signs. <laughs> I still like, I shared, uh, I don't know if it was a real or if it was a TikTok, but it was a, technically a real stuff on in, in Instagram. Oh, yeah. Where he, um, that's some, he was like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's some, he says a swear. But the guy that does it's very true. Yes. I, I have been working out consistently. I am feeling very tired of my program and needing a change. I mean, I just get into like fitness. Like I love it and it's great, but then I like need to change it up. So Isn't it almost done? Yes, it's done on Saturday and then I'm starting something different. I'm going to start lift four so I can get back to like just that and cardio and not all these compounding moves, which I appreciate, but it's just looking back. I'm like, it's not for me, but it's good to be challenged in different ways just to see. And I've been playing last. What was it last? Like Saturday night, Katie and Megan and I FaceTimed <laughs> and played Pokemon. <laughs> it was awesome. It was great. just still playing breath of the wild and getting seeds and shrines and i don't know i've been kind of trying to like take it easy-ish on myself because at this moment in time work is 
bananas. And today my computer, I pretty much just have to go to Apple because it's not going to work. And that's frustrating to me. So I'm just trying to do stuff that's fun. Self-care is important. Self-care is important. Yeah. Yeah. And that's me. No, it is. Don't do it. Don't do (laughs) self-care. I'm kidding. I hope you all know I'm kidding. (laughs) God, Sarah, you're so mean. Just kidding. Um, Are you done, Tiff? I don't want to talk over you. No, I'm super done. Are you done? I just just don't talk about me. Are you done yet? Uh, So I started Pokemon Shield. I love it. It is like the landscapes and stuff are based off of England. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is just gorgeous. And also I have been obsessed with Dr. Teal's bath soaks. Literally every time I take a bath, I use it <laughs> and it's great. I um, bought one of those for sore muscles. Oh, it's the eucalyptus spearmint one is the bomb. It is it smells so, so good. So nice. And it keeps the bathroom smelling nice. It does. For, like ever. Yeah. <laughs> and oh my gosh, one of our patrons says they don't have a bathtub. I literally, I couldn't live. Oh, it's Erica. Erica, aka. I never use a Jess. bathtub. <laughs> ever. Oh, I need a bathtub in my life. I, I love it. <laughs> I also got a Dr. Teal's sleep soak and it has melatonin in it as well. And I'm telling you, that worked. I like took a bath in that and then I can had you just never fall asleep anyway. Yeah, she can. Well, I don't no. know if she's over here pretending. Yeah, that, but... so angry. <laughs> <laughs> but I seriously like I slept so hard that night. Meg, you sleep so hard, hard every night. <laughs> Oh, I found the bell. It's by my foot. Um, and then the last thing I'm going to... Okay, I have two more things that I'm going to say. First is I recorded another episode of Wait, What Just Happened with my friend Terrence. And Katie joined for the next episode. In. Because Bailey, our other co-host, she had just gotten her second COVID vaccine and she was out for the count. Um, so Katie mm. filled in and it was a lot of fun and it is dropping by the time this is released, it will have been dropped, but, um, Drop I'm really hot. enjoying that pod. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's just like very, uh, nonchalant chill. chill. We just laugh and have fun. Um, and then lastly, act like for real last, I just wanted to plug my travel agency. Cause I feel like with things looking better for the second half of this year and early next year, I legitimately can help you uh, plan any type of Disney or universal vacation. And it is free. It is like my services do not cost you anything, but I help you with all of the reservations. I have a ton. I literally like you should see the file folders on my desktop of all the information I have for like all the resorts, all of the parks. I'm tr- I'm still I will admit that I'm still learning just because um, I I'm just not used to talking about Disney with a lot of people who are like completely new to Disney. So I have to remember and like take a step back and think about the things that I need to like make sure that I tell people. So 
I'm still in the learning phases, but I'm doing my best. I'm learning as I go and I am trying to gather up as much information as I can so that I can help everybody to the best of my abilities. Um, but I'm like genuinely having a really fun time booking vacations for people. So hit me up if you want to go because it helps out a small business if you book through travel agent. And again, like I said, like it doesn't cost you the person booking anything to book through us. Um, so yeah, it's fairy tale journeys by Megan and I'm on Facebook and Instagram, or you can send me an email at FTJ by Megan at gmail.com. And I will send you as much info as I can about what you're looking to do. <laughs> uh, Katara wants to know if it's only vacations in Orlando. Um, so currently, yes, because nothing's open in California for us to book, like not even anything in the future. Like they just don't know. Um, yeah, they, they just like don't know a timeline right now. But, you know, Disneyland Disney World, Universal Orlando. I can do Disney Cruise Line. I can do any cruise line, I think, but like I don't I don't know what's going on with the cruise industry right now. <laughs> like they are just yeah. they're all over the place. Um, but eventually I can. And then I think I can actually also book sandals. Um I haven't really dived <laughs> into that a whole lot, but like a Michael Scott. What? Oh, I God. just think of Michael Scott with sandals. Oh, <laughs> Oh, man. Hot, hot, hot. Um, <laughs> I have to look into Disneyland Paris. I don't think that I can book Disneyland Paris, but I will look into it. I feel like I need to start an office podcast. That's what we could do. I've never watched it. I said I've never we could seen be, one full episode. You could be Let's the office it. gals. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> We were in the same category. What we could be is the office miladies. Miladies. Oh, my God. What if we're the, like, you know how they have, like, the committee that plans parties and the party paneling committee? Yes. What if we just played off of that? <laughs> I love that. Don't uh, steal our ideas. Yeah. Don't. TM. Trademark. <laughs> TM. 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 <laughs> May I? Yeah, go ahead. Um, I've been... My passion for Pokemon has been reignited. It's flaming hot. Like Me a too. Charizard's tail. Like a char... <laughs> I was going to say like a Charmander. <laughs> um, so I've been doing a lot of that lately. My dreams have come true and Meg has asked to play Pokemon with me side by side. So that's pretty awesome. Um, I finished my workout program this week. and I have to figure out something else to do. Yeah, what are you going to do? I don't really know. I think I'm going to try to do like a week long sort of program because the week after that I get my second vaccine and I don't know how mm. long I'll be down. So I don't want to like start something and then have to be like, I got a piece oh, for two you're days. You're making me want to change my mind because I get mine Wednesday. I should probably do that too. I should probably do something else on Monday. Yeah. I'm trying to think of something to just like. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, yeah. And Mia asked in the chat while Meg was talking about fairytale journeys we are still taking design clients for whimsy so especially with like the light at the end of the tunnel people are gonna like throw parties and events and things again we can do just about anything you can think of hit so. us up for a wedding design yeah or they, anything they did the logo for sarah and sarah and my 
Star Wars podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Padawan transmission. I thought you were gonna say she, they made the logo for Swish. I'm like, I think that people know that, by now, <laughs> that they've designed all of our things. <laughs> if it looks terrible, that means Tiffany and I did it. Yep. Actually, actually, Tiffany is a pretty good artist. I'm oh, the one that's okay. not good at You're it. You're too nice. The rest of them have some talent. You're too nice to me. I'm just telling you what. There's gonna be a day where I get old cheeseburger lady on my back. <laughs> It, I please. mean, she could make a cute bur. I almost said a burger. She would make a cute bag. Oh, truth. I still have a picture of it. I could make you a decal. You want a sticker, I old want- cheeseburger lady? I love old cheeseburger lady. We can make reusable bags and have her be on it. <laughs> Put a burger inside the old cheeseburger lady bag. Oh my god! Let's get We're a doing this. let's get a branding of her so we can put on the top of the burger bone. Discord Discord is like I don't know what that. Oh, means. I'll find the picture and I'll send it in the chat. Oh man, good times. But anyway, that's all I got. Cool. You're not. Um, you're not gonna plug the fact that you just dropped a grown up kid. <gasps> oh my god! Yeah, holy crud! Grown up kids is back. It's back. What do you talk about in this back to grown up kids episode? Magic um, Kingdom. Magic Kingdom. And we so talked. I should listen. We talked so, so much. Right. We talked so much. We just split it into two. So. Yep. Is that a surprise, though? Do you listen to Swish and Flick? <laughs> <laughs> Everything is splitsies. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm really excited about it. Um, editing that again and hearing our intro music like got me all pumped to watch some more movies. Excited. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I watched 101 Dalmatians again today with Milana. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that movie. There's a lot of people calling each other idiots in that movie. <laughs> yeah. And every time it happens, I'm like, oh my God, don't repeat that. <laughs> Whenever any of the villains say imbeciles, like, I can't handle that. It's so funny to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, she's regularly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what am I doing? A whole lot of nothing. Um, Don't lie. You always say that. And then you name like a thousand things. Right. (laughs) Right. So I finished children of virtue and vengeance, which is the second book of the series. The first one is children of blood and bone. And I loved the first book. Um, the second one took me a minute to get into it. And I really wanted to finish it before because I worked Wednesday. So yesterday, but I really wanted to finish it before I had to go to work on Wednesday. Um, and I was texting my friend. I'm like, I don't, I'm like, I really don't like, I just want to be done with this book. Like I wasn't really enjoying it. Um, until I got like halfway through and it's a trilogy, but the third one hasn't come out yet. I think it's coming out this summer. Um, and the author, Tomi is her name. She, um, says that like the Harry Potter books are like a huge inspiration for her. Um, and I, it's it's such a good series and it ended on a cliffhanger. (sighs) And so I have to wait for the third one to come out. So I'm not happy about that. But I, I recommend those are very good books. Um, and now I'm reading Ahsoka, which I'm about halfway through. Um, so I'm hoping to be done with this before I work on Saturday. We'll see if that happens. And you work on Saturday. Yeah, that's gross. It's my weekend to work, baby. Not Sunday. No, I yes, I know. I work Saturday. I'm off Sunday. I work that's Monday. Not a Tuesday. weekend. I know, but it's my weekend to work. So that's why I'm working on Saturday. Um, so 
I've read those two books. I don't know when I, I don't know what I'm going to read next when I'm done with Ahsoka. Cause like, I want to read like, I think it's from blood to ashes or something like that. I don't know what it's called. That's the first of a trilogy. And the third one of that's not out. I also have to finish God and no, it's not God. It's, um, the first one was it's blood and honey. That's the second book. The first one is serpent and dove. I've not finished the second one. So I'll finish reading that after I read Ahsoka. Is that supposed to be like good and evil words? I don't know. Probably. I loved the first one. And I think part of me not being able to finish the second book is because the third one's Wait, not out yet didn't either. didn't finish it? Huh? You didn't finish it? No, I'm like still in the middle of it. Mm. Little, little before it. How many books do you have going right now? Not including Harry Potter 3. So I'm reading. That's, I'm in the middle of Ahsoka. I'm too, like too a third of the way through Shadow Rising. Uh-huh. Um, I started, I was reading that the other day at work. Except I wasn't reading at work. Um, and then <laughs> Blood and Honey. And like with that one, again, the third one's not out yet. So like I, I like being able to like read them and then like be done. So like and the first one, again, was really good. The second one, I'm like eh, kind of iffy about it. Um but man, I was telling Tiffany that Court of Silver Flames, I was reading people's stuff online and man, there are some theories out there that if they're true, I'm going to be very upset about the series. I already why read are you the reading book. theories? What do you mean? Why am I reading theories? I'm talking about a Court of Silver Flames. I've read all of the books that are out for oh, that. Okay. But there's theories because there's like two more books, I think, coming out from mm-hmm. it, allegedly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyways, and I've been riding my bike again. Because I have time now when I'm not working. <laughs> it just sounds so funny. And that's about it. I'm reading, editing the pa- Panama transmissions. We um, just recorded. By the time this comes out, we'll have another the thousandth one on episode one. Yeah, that again. Tiffany likes to drag things out. So, I'm like kind of excited to get rid of those movies and talk about the ones I actually care about. Four, five, and six. Um. But, like, it's also interesting reading Ahsoka because I'm, like, trying to picture, you know me, I like a good timeline, so I'm trying to figure out, like, Mm -hmm. when things in the book were happening, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's about it. It comes out tomorrow, Brandon. Yeah, the the new one. And by the time this episode comes out, there'll be another one out, so there'll be six total out. So, fun. If you guys want, and I tell this on the panel on transmissions, like send us lines that you want us to say at the end of um, mm-hmm. the episode. Because I stole this, our friend Jess on her podcast, the Horror Crux podcast. She ends it. She wants like either she says it or she's recording with someone their favorite line from. Um, oh, shoot. What's that movie? Hocus Pocus. Yes. Hocus Pocus. So that's it. I'm like, I took it from her. I gave her credit in the first episode. So we do like just Star Wars lines. Can I send it to you on Instagram? I would prefer it on our email, but sure. The Padawan transmissions at gmail.com. <laughs> but you can also say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brandon. Brandon, when he walks in and is like, hello, boysies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, oh. that's about it. I don't mind Jar Jar. We won't get into this here. You can go listen to Padawan Transmission. He's not my favorite, but he's also not correct. My worst. Like I don't hate him. Yeah. He's no Darth Maul or like Palpatine, you know? Good old Palpy. Good old Palpy. Good old Palpy. Remember when I got confused between Palpine Palpine? Oh my god. Palpatine and Dark Sidious. That was a that was a tough time in our lives. Yeah. It's a tough yeah. time every day. 
Um, this is for Waluigi and Wario. (laughs) (laughs) And that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. (gasps) Amazing! Just my voice! (laughs) You sicken me. You sicken me. You You sicken me. You make me want to vomit every day. You sicken me. Hey! Um... Is that Voldemort coming to yell at us? <laughs> oh my gosh. You said my Are name. Are either one of you going to answer the door? You call me Tom. <laughs> no. Your face is so red. Why is it red? You're just amongst friends. No, because I just hate when people knock on my door. Leave me alone. Don't come and knock on our door. We're not waiting for you. <laughs> the peeper does anyone else like i'm sweating does anyone else get instantly anxious when the door someone knocks yeah, on the door i literally so run but i also think that's like part of being a female unfortunately is like yeah. you are constantly I've got, living in fear i've got nick miller back sweat going <laughs> save big on your memorial day barbecue all in the kroger app get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.